call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hello. Are you getting a, a delayed polar vortex like we are? It is crazy cold here. Yeah. It's like 10 below overnight. Really cold. Yeah. yeah. Insanity. So uh, I don't know. Hopefully I don't. Hopefully my power stays on. My internet doesn't go out due to like insanely cold temperatures or something like that. Uh, I'm excited to talk to people tonight because what a week we have a brewing here. The Virginia governor scandal. It's like everybody's just in line to be like, I did something scandalous too. <laughs> Don't forget about me. You got Elizabeth Warren. Turns out she said she was an American Indian on her Texas bar paperwork. What a goddamn surprise. And then, um, and then of course, you had the State of the Union last night and Stacey Abrams' response. So plenty to talk about. I'm excited to hear what people have to say. If you are new to the show, there's a link in the description to join the Discord server on which we host the show. Click that, hop in the server, put your name in the roll call. We go on a first-come, first-serve basis. Hang out in one of the waiting rooms while you're waiting to get in and uh, chat amongst yourselves. Uh, we'll try to go with two- to three-minute calls, whatever Blonde decides, but she's timekeeper. And... Yeah. Uh, so if she's on the clock, we'll get through as many people as we can. Uh, and then we'll take, um, we'll take Super Chat and Streamlabs uh, every half hour. If you'd like to contribute to the show, but you can't do it live, you can send us an email. It's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line so we know that's what it's for. Or if you'd like to uh, send a brief video clip uh, unlisted to YouTube, uh, keep it to a minute or less. We'll play the audio and respond to it on the show. We got one of those tonight as well. I think uh, I think that's it. I think that's all the rules. So let's just um, let's hop into it. Who's up first tonight? Looks like Constantine was the first one on the ten minute mark. So let's talk to Constantine. Hey, Constantine. Hey there. Hello. Hello. How are you? Let me turn my stopwatch. You there? On. Yeah. Can you hear can us? You hear? Yeah. I, I was just making sure my uh, my internet is always what what yeah. a week. No, you good. Had, huh? I think I'm going to go ahead and just uh, just smash right through the ice and go stay the union. Mm. I'd say I wasn't outraged, but I was a bit disappointed. It didn't seem like that was Donald Trump giving that speech. It seems mm. like they asked Stephen Miller to lead the room and they wrote it for him. They all took a turn writing each sentence. It seemed like it was all over the place, especially in his foreign policy, which is something I've gone into at depth on, on my own channel. No shilling intended there, but uh, it, it seems like there's uh, almost like, I, I think everyone knows this, a civil war in Trump's White House. But at this mm. point, I'm starting to think Trump is a prisoner is in his own white house just and i think to, uh, last night really confirms that hmm. did you find yeah. anything in the speech like contradictory because i could see how it sort of bounced around but i i didn't to me it didn't seem like there was anything that was at odds necessarily or like conflicting did, did you have did something give you that sense um not necessarily but i will say it's interesting to have, i liked how we talked about the endless war things but then he decided to be confrontational with iran which seemed a bit hmm. uh contradictory to me yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the Democratic response? Uh, not yet. I, I, uh, I haven't watched that yet. It, even though I think that's a funny choice because 
obviously they're going to go with the minority woman, but they picked one who lost the election. I mean, think about all yeah. these other ones they've been propping up, the Cortez and the um, I, it, it, something Omar, and then there's the Tlaib one. You think they would have picked any of them because they won their elections, but they go with this pretty much nobody. I mean, most, you ask most people, even who pay attention to politics, who's Stacey Abrams? They don't know who the hell it is. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's kind of the same fascination with Beto. They love these like almost ones now, which is weird because in the past it's like John Kerry and the rest of them. If you lose the election, go away. Now they kind of find it endearing. Maybe it's just these people who narrowly lose in red states that they like. Maybe they see optimism in that or something like that. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It it is odd though. But again, I don't have too many complaints with it. But I if I had to put one word to it, I would say it's lack. Sorry, you cut out. What was the word? Uh, lackluster lackluster okay i mean i know uh trump is trump is much more and much more entertaining speaker off the cuff like when he's reading from a teleprompter he kind of he goes jeb mode as he might say he gets kind of in that low (laughs) energy mode i can't blame him necessarily i think anybody would when they're reading as opposed to speaking off the cuff i didn't expect a campaign rally speech but i I was hoping there'd be a lot more call outs uh just of how Congress has been completely uncooperative with them for the past two years. I, I was hoping for like some just like small jabs. I mean, there yeah. were some, but I, 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 again, I, I'm not the president's advisor, so I don't sure. really saying this, but it's my opinion. I, I loved what he had to say about trending socialism. I really appreciated that part. Like the highlights for me were talking about the moral implications of illegal immigration. I like that he t- kind of took some of the moral high ground back and I loved what he had to say about Americans are born free and they will stay free. I, I really appreciated that part too. Yeah, that, that those those were all good. I like I said, he did pretty good on some parts, but overall, like, like I said, to, to my very high ridiculous standards, it did not meet. But I will suppose <laughs> fair enough. Thank you, man. Oh, he's already out of here. Okay. Can't ever bid him a, a fair goodbye. Mm-mm. Rionin is up next. Rionin, you're good to go. Hey, man, how are you? Hi. Doing all right. How are you? Uh, well, you finally pronounced my name right after like five <laughs> Well, that's just luck. Um, I I can't say I even recall, you know, correctly. <laughs> um, uh, all right, sweet. Um, well, uh, an easy one this time. Well, two hmm. easy ones actually. First off, um, what is the that shoddy that you have in behind you it, on your desk? It, uh, a sh- you, on the desk, or you mean in the artwork? No, nah, in the desk. There's no the only thing that's on the desk as far as a firearm. There's a little model AK. There's a golden AK. Uh, um, oh, okay. if, well, the like shotgun in the them. artwork is a Mossberg 500. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, the second one is um, if, for example, if I wanted to run away from this Australia, uh, where in the US would you recommend I would run uh, away to? Well, um, if it's you, you can come to like Montana, Idaho, Wyoming. <laughs> If it's all your <laughs> friends who might vote different ways, California is the best for yes, sure. Yes, it's yeah, the best. I, I, I'm still, yeah, I'm still saying that we should build a wall around California. Hmm. So. Um, I mean, I'm, I might be biased, but I've, I've lived a fair amount of places, especially in the Western United States. Uh, and yeah. I would say that unless the hordes come to me and make me leave, I will never leave where I live now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, because I, I love mountain lifestyle, but I love... Um, the culture of liberty that still exists here. And I think yeah. if yeah. if the U.S. starts to fall to the creeping socialist trends and just cultural Marxism generally, this part of the country that like Blonde and I are in are will be one of the latter refuges, I, I think. Yeah. I would speculate. Yeah, 
that's I the thing, so. right? Like, even even Texas is starting to fall to that uh, that canter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, it was scary seeing Beto get as close as he got. Yeah. I mean, Beto, sorry. However you say it, I still don't know. Yeah, I, I go with Beto, I guess. I, Beto? <laughs> hmm, I don't know. Yeah, it's Beto. If he actually was Hispanic, Roberto, you know? But yeah, 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 yeah. So basically just somewhere in the Midwest sort of thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about, uh, like, you know, I've, I've lived in the upper Midwest. I don't, Blonde, you'd be able to say more about like Missouri and like the more Southern Midwest and stuff like oh, that. Oh, whether but. they're suitable for a post-apocalyptic fortress. Maybe not, maybe not St. Louis specifically, but I know a lot of people who like rural Missouri. I mean, the summers are intolerable, hmm. but... Well, I love I love the cold because I grew up in New Zealand. So that's, uh, I don't know. You might like it. It's filled with white trash and, and ghetto black people, though. <laughs> so, who's joking? I don't know. I would I never tell anybody to world, move huh? to, to St. Louis. It's going to be like the worst uh, place okay. to be when shit goes south. Anyway, we got to give enough. you the boot. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thank you very Stay much. Safe. Have a good one. Steven too is up next. My parents were trying to tell me that I should get a normie job. I'm like, you guys <laughs> don't understand. I Good can't luck. do that ever again. Oh my God. I know. You're like, it's Yo. fine. You live hey, in Steven. Idaho now. People what's will be up? fine with it. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's on your mind, man? Well, first of all, it's Beto O'Rourke. Beto well, that's the proper Beto pronunciation. O'Rourke. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I was wondering, uh, I thought that at the State of the Union last night, uh, like, the body language and I don't know, you could call it the etiquette of it. I don't know where mm. it comes from, where people look in certain directions and ask each other if they can stand and they yeah. look at each other. Like when did all that shit start just with TV? Well, I kind of want to go back and look at the examples. I, I'm curious how the Republicans behaved with Obama speaking, because I know that they were adversarial and didn't want to stand and clap for things. But you're right that with the Democrats this time, it's like they were looking to Pelosi for permission yeah. to, to, uh, to clap for things or not. Yeah, and I'm not super... I've got to admit that I did not watch it last night because I had to do homework. <laughs> but I did see Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez like, meh, like, sitting there with her stupid cape they, on like, meh. It's not like it hasn't happened before, but they were refusing to clap for things like low black unemployment, stuff yeah. like that. They, were, they, they clapped for themselves when Trump said we have more women in Congress than ever, and they erupted for themselves. But a sad and even place the to way, be. Even the way that uh, like, Trump would say something, and then he would give them like, a special smile. Like, like, it was weird. Like, he would smile at them and then give him a wider, like, big special smile. It, hmm. I don't know. Like, if you look back at it, like, and it was just f- hilarious. Like, he smiled like that at Buzz Aldrin. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. pretty funny, man. But. Yeah, it's, uh, it does seem to me, uh, it, it's so funny because a lot of Democrats, especially in uh, purple or red states, they run that they're independent minded, that they're not Pelosi's pawn. You know, yeah. that they're their own person. They're not going to, they're not going to follow Pelosi's commands and that then you see this kind of display it's very clear I mean remember previously there was speculation about whether Pelosi was even going to be speaker and then she went around and cracked the whips behind the scenes and like threatened to kill everyone or whatever she does she gets her votes and meanwhile the State of the Union now everybody looks to her for their marching orders on when to applaud or not meanwhile did you notice what she was doing like behind the president with her papers and fixing yeah like going through the papers and shit yeah oh really why 
she, she just had this stack of papers and she was like going through it furiously at times. Huh. It was weird. I don't know, man. Hmm. Anyway, but we yeah, gotta give you anyway. food. Yeah, I, right. I love the Boot show me. aspect of it over the over the politics even. So I'm glad you yeah, picked up on that stuff. It was a good one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, See thanks, man. Around. All right, peace out. Um, Ski Doggies up next. Hey, Ski Doggy, get that mic unmuted. You're good to go. And then Raggle Fraggles after that. See if I can find him. Sorry, guys, you caught me off guard. I thought there was oh, one no. other person in front of me. No, you're good to go. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get to Raggle Fraggle okay, after no. that. So go for it. No, no problem since we're doing the State of the Union. Mm. Uh, Actually, it was quite interesting. I, I liked it. And uh, it was uh, it was good to watch who was sitting, who was standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hadn't seen that many Democrats wearing white since the last Klan rally. I was at North Carolina. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. yeah. Did you we see that part, Blonde, how the, all the women wore white? Yeah. yeah. In, uh, what was it, for suffragettes or something? Yeah, it was like the yeah. anniversary of... The 19th oh, yeah. Amendment or something like that. Such see, a guys, wonderful see? color choice right there. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, let's just all wear white. Yeah. But uh, but actually, one thing uh, I want to bring up, and because I've been thinking lately after what's been happening with the State of the Union and all this other stuff, uh, I think there's a really good chance that uh, Trump's going to win in uh, 2020. Hmm. And I have a really – yeah, I, I think so. People are starting to see the Democrats eat themselves alive. And – there's only so far you can go with promising free stuff. And you got to remember, I live in Iowa. Primary season has already started. Yeah. From five in the morning until seven in the morning, when I'm up watching the news, I see nothing but political ads. And already? So, yes, they're already. already running them. Oh, my God. You oh, got a year to go? Them. It's a year before anybody even votes. Oh, you think this is bad? Wait until <laughs> there's two people who haven't been elected yet. Oh, God. I mean, then you've got everybody. Yeah. But, uh, I've, Is anybody no, not really... ready for this? Like, not ready emotionally for this? I mean, I like the show. I, I, you know, but... it just don't you feel long. like we just did this? I'm so tired. Yeah. We just did it. this two years. I know, and I don't yeah. want to do it again either. Well, I've been having to watch Tom Steyer's commercial on Peach Trump every morning for the last two years. Who's that? I, I guess I feel like I recognize that, the name, but I don't know who specifically that, he is. He's that billionaire. Uh-huh. who runs the impeachment campaign and they do the commercials like we've already got uh, 7 million Americans who want to impeach Trump. And I'm like, great. You got well, 2% that's not how it works. Good yeah. for you. It's but, 7 uh, million Americans. That's not very many. Yeah. No, that's it's, it's 2% of the population. But anyway, getting back to my, getting back to my main point, we need to start thinking long-term because if Trump does win in 2020 and we do have a big, uh, and the Republicans do take back the house and they get an overwhelming majority in the Senate, the Dems are going to lose their shit. I mean, we think it's bad oh, yeah. now. Yeah. They're going to totally melt down. So I think what we should do is we should encourage Calex, California succeeding. Just let them leave. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. I think that's the best thing right now. We should encourage New York to leave the union. We should encourage everything north of Virginia to leave the union. Sorry, sticks. <laughs> if you're out there in the way, you know, if you're out there watching or listening, I know you're in Vermont and you're a Republican, all that stuff. But hey, we're throwing you the wolves, dude. Yeah, but, well, uh, we can crowdfund him a U-Haul and give him refuge. Yeah. yeah, we need. Yeah. He we won't need leave though. Really. No, he would just stay. No, there. he's gonna be, he's gonna be down there. He's gonna get he's gonna get himself a little beret and he's gonna be leading the resistance. <laughs> I already see that now, man. A hundred years from now, our kids are gonna be wearing sticks, Tex, and hammer t-shirts. What is that? Like the new Che. Yeah, Che. Yeah. I'm sure Sticks would just... love to hear that he's gonna be the new Che. We gotta give you the boot. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I know. 
final thought is let's just push for a peaceful divorce and uh, let's go our way and let them go theirs. But y'all yeah. have a great night. You too. Bye. Yeah, I, uh, I worry about a couple things like he's talking about. I worry about civil unrest if Trump's reelected and also if uh, we'll get to this later in the show with the email question, when it's revealed that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is actually dead, uh, that, then there's going to be civil unrest. These yeah, are two instances. Totally I'm more on board. I can't wait to talk about that later in the show. I'm more on board with that conspiracy now than ever. But these are things that if they happen, I'm going to laugh and then also realize like, I need emergency supplies. <laughs> so Yeah. You don't have emergency supplies yet? I have ammunition and firearms, but uh, That's pretty good, but yeah. do you have food and water cleansing I'm, devices? I'm getting on it, you know. That's the thing. Yeah. Although survival skills, that's really what's going to help us. I'm not the I'm not the best with that either, but I I like I'll take my chances against uh, the average like I don't know, San Francisco resident or something like that. That's true. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope it gets here as fast as possible because I'm an accelerationist. Mm. All right. Commissar Ferrari. Hello. Um, oh, wait. Actually, I, 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 real quick, I, Ragglefrag was actually next, so I got to bring him in, and I'll get to you after that if that's all right. Sorry about that. Copy that. Cool. Thank you. Ferrari. Uh, Ragglefraggle, there you go. Sorry, I, I almost skipped you. Oh, no problem, guys. Uh, so first off, I'd need to uh, give credit to 20% Dash because I did rip off his joke on Sunday. I was going to say, I, I didn't want to call you out, but yeah, I, I happened to see it you in the chat. You totally called him yeah. out. Well, I, I kind of <laughs> knew I didn't want to call you out except for calling you out and shaming you. But him. I knew he swiped the joke. Yeah. And I asked him if I could use it, but he never got uh, around to responding. So uh, uh, I just threw it in there. Fair enough. But That doesn't sound like consent okay. to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's a gray area. <laughs> okay, Isn't that so uh, what one... Justin Fairfax is saying now, too? What? It's a gray area. I think uh, that's seriously, I don't know, whatever. Carry uh, on. <laughs> do you guys want to talk about um, the uh, the speech last night, or do you want to talk about uh, logic, uh, morality through logic? Uh, well, morality through logic. That's yeah. a, if you can fit that in two or three minutes, that sounds a little complex, but go for it. Two or three minutes, <clears throat> 38 seconds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the way I'm trying to break it down is the way we've evolved is that it starts out as, um, as survival of the fittest and then through, through natural selection. And then it breaks down into, um, uh, Evolutionary psychology, ev uh, evolutionary behaviors, which kind of gets into mm -hmm. uh, negating war so that we, we stop killing one another and then we become, uh, uh, what is it, competitively co or cooperatively competitive. Mm -hmm. It's a, The thing is, the point of life is to survive. And then the question is, how is the what is the best method to survive? And that's what we're trying to figure out. The problem is, if you work backwards from there. I'm having a problem trying to um, justify life as a moral good, hmm. which I think is where kind of the leap of faith and religion jump in. But if you can figure out a way to do it logically, I'd be interested to hear it. Well, I mean, I think that we do have an obligation not to make other people's lives more difficult. And there's an inherent morality to that. 
you know, just being part of humanity. But I'm really nihilistic right now, so Skag's the better person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose maybe this is getting back to a theme that we were talking about last week. Are you talking about making the, I suppose, the logical case for the inherent value of life, that sort of thing? Right. Or, or, or you're making a case for something else? No, mm. just, yeah, just a value of life and how it is, how can we say that is logically state that it is a moral good because hmm. morality and logic don't seem to quite coincide. Hmm. Well, I, I hate to leave you hanging, but I'll probably have to, uh, to think about it a little while longer. Cause we, we got to keep the show moving along, unfortunately, <laughs> but yeah, okay, if you, well, if you think about it and you have more thoughts uh, next week or any week beyond, uh, let us know. Okay. Uh, quick gun of the week before I go. All right. Uh, the Beretta RX four. Okay. Okay, so this is kind of like in their line of the PX4 Storm and the CX4. And I guess what they did was they tried to combine a rifle with a shotgun. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm just kind of, it looks like a a bad mishmash. I kind of like it. (laughs) You like it? Yeah. (laughs) Of course. What's the, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm just looking at a picture here. It's just, it's uh, basically like a Benelli M4 stock and a Beretta CX uh, or PX4 pistol grip and then they stick a rifle on the other end yeah it just know. looks like a weird like a failed ar prototype exactly basically yeah all right thanks man catch y'all next week yeah uh ferrari you're good to go if you're ready thanks for waiting the chat keeps asking uh, for you. proof of life for caesar i don't know why do, do you guys <laughs> think i'm gonna kill him is that it uh what's on your mind dude okay anyways um I I want to address something really fat, real really really quick that I noticed when I was studying the Spanish Civil War of mm-hmm. thirty six. America seems to be fought, seems to be starting to go that way, which is scaring me a lot. Down the way of civil war. Down the way of civil war okay. in like forty to fifty years, but still down the way of civil war. Because like in the Spanish Civil War, it started with one socialist being elected there, one party doing a little bit left. Mm-hmm. And in a few years, it started with political assassinations, and then there was a troop to tout. Hmm. Which is kind yeah. of scary, just thinking about it. Yeah, I'm so, waiting for one person to give me a way out of this. It's a peaceful solution. Just one person. Like a feasible way out of the situation that we're in. What, uh, what are the indicators that you're talking about that you saw before that you see now? Um, socialist rising to government. People hating each other like they hate like they hate um, the enemies of America. Massive welfare most, state. No, that wasn't Spain at the time. It was no, but it, it's you know it's part of the culmination of the yes. coming civil war. That's a huge factor in it because we're going yes. to have it's going to coincide with economic hardship. Hmm. And eventually, one crisis and boom, there there it goes. The, st- the state goes into civil war. When what? Also. Uh, uh, one crisis, for example, when Spain one was the, um, oh, one crisis. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The, in Spain was the recession of twenty nine, which killed the Spanish economy. If that happens to America, uh, when they start, when the political factory start really starts, we're we're in the st- start of it, but not the uh, you know, uh, well, America's probably gonna be a doomed state, hmm. which is extremely sad. Yeah. Anyways, and well, and. Sure. I was I was thinking about this because uh, I was watching Owen Benjamin's latest video on PragerU about uh, just the lack of shared goals with the left 
you know, talking about whether when it's possible to agree to disagree with a person because you share goals right. and where conflict is actually inevitable because you don't share goals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I, I, his, his analysis stuck with me because it's like, yeah, man, I, when I sit down and think about it, I struggle to think of the left and identify a goal that we share. It's not that we actually share the same goals anymore and disagree on the path. It's that we don't, we don't share the same goals. have the same vision for what a good society would be. Yeah, I know. I know know? people think that I'm extreme for wanting to balkanize, but I think that that is the considerably more peaceful solution. Hmm. Do you guys want to think what we're going to have to do if we don't balkanize? If they if they let you do that, I don't know that they will. That's that's the problem. Yeah, Hmm. I'd have to agree with Blonde here. If if this crisis isn't finished and and that's like thirty years, well, civil war it is, and I'm gonna go hide in Alaska. (laughs) <laughs> okay i'll see you there or maybe yeah, i'll really. stay here we got we got lots of mountains and wilderness too yeah yeah we gotta give you the boot thanks, thanks for calling, man dude. okay one set one i'm gonna show since i'm brazilian i need to show you the shitty firearm of the week look up the Madsen <laughs> gun police version maxim gun gun M- Madsen. Madsen. is that an 800 machine gun that's still used by the brazilian police because why not Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, huh. light machine gun designed by Julius Rasmussen. This is like a, this is basically a World War I era machine gun. It's before that. It's, a, it's the Japanese Russian War of 1905 era machine gun. Yeah, yeah. Russo, yeah. It was, it was in service as early as 1902. Yeah. Okay. See you guys. Thanks, man. Caesar, you smell. Uh, Orwell's ghost is up next. And you're bald. Yes, you are. So see proof of life. Caesar is alive. Yeah. Okay. I'm rubbing or, his bald spot on his head right now. Or does he have teeth or are those gone? No, he's got, he's lost a lot of his teeth. Yeah. Okay. Orwell, you're good to go if you're ready. Good boy. I can see Orwell lighting up, but I can't, can you hear him? Mm-hmm. I can't. So Orwell, you might have to mess with your mic situation a little bit. Caesar's going to we'll, be the I'll first you hang out casualty of the coming civil war. He's not going to make it. <laughs> Tanner's up next, but I don't see Tanner in the waiting room. So Tanner, if you're around, hop in the waiting room. I might be able to circle back. Half-assed contender. We'll try that. Half-assed, you're good to go if you're ready. Dangerous Spaces is up next. What's up, babe? So I I live in the Chicagoland area. So Uh what I do... What does that mean? Well, you're about to find out how it's relevant. But uh, so every morning I wake up listening to 670 The Score. They talk about Chicago sports. Uh-huh. And it is one of the worst programs I've ever heard. I get so pissed off, which is great because it's my, I have a radio alarm clock that wakes me up to it every morning, and I mm-hmm. leap out of bed in anger and turn it off. That when, then I'm ready to start my day. Okay. Um, but this week, they got me extra angry uh, because of Joe Ricketts racist emails. Have you heard about this? I no. have not. I'm not even – I'm not sure who Joe Ricketts is. So Joe Ricketts is the patriarch of the Ricketts family. That's the family that currently owns the Cubs. Okay. Uh, the Chicago Cubs, the baseball team. Yep. He uh, started TD Ameritrade. He's from Nebraska. Uh, he got rich doing that shit, and that's how he bought the Cubs. Uh, and they're frequently trying to link the Ricketts, uh, everything he does, because he's been a – he's actually not open about it, but he's been a conservative for a long time, and so is the family. Todd Ricketts – so Tom Ricketts runs the Cubs. He's the general manager. Todd, mm-hmm. his brother – is uh, on tr- Trump's uh, team somehow. I forgot what position he has, but he's actually okay. in the, he's somehow connected to Trump now. So they're like yeah. a Republican family. And uh, 
I don't know how they attained the emails, but Splinter, a uh, website um, that's owned by Gizmodo Media, which got started after Gawker fell apart, and then that's what's mm-hmm. left. Uh, so like Deadspin, Gizmodo, Kotaku, uh, The Root, Jezebel, they're all owned by the same company. So, God, I didn't know that. That's terrible, though. So you see Jezebel's who we're dealing here. with. Yeah, so somehow this website got a hold of his emails uh, as far back as like 2009 and as mm-hmm. recent as 2013, 14, something like that. Okay. And uh, they've been posting his emails and writing articles. There's about four or five articles, but the most recent one really uh, – Wait, his private big. emails or these work emails or what? I think it might be both because I think sometimes it seems like he's – yeah, it's it's definitely bullshit, and I would Can, like to know how I'd they like got there. I'd like for everybody right now to think about what would happen if somebody got a hold of your private emails and text messages. It'd be a fucking disaster for yeah. me. Disaster. Well, it would be for everyone. Just everybody. The thing I don't like I this read, standard. I don't care if somebody's racist on their own time. Whatever. Who cares? That's the thing is he's barely racist. I read every single email, and like the first three articles, since they're so far left-wing, was just about – they're like, oh, look it. He supports capitalism, and he's trying to make more money. <laughs> I was like, wow. this is awesome. I love this yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, and then his, Yeah, but the most recent one, he was he's very red-peeled on Muslims. And so mm. he's like sending articles about, hey, look what's happening in Europe. Hey, uh, he's you know, sending articles. That's the controversy. Jeez. Yes. And, oh. and, and, and what's funny is there's some racist jokes. One had an N-bomb in it and stuff that his friends were sending him and stuff. Hmm. And all he oh, so he didn't does, even write it. He just received it? Yeah, yeah that's the funny thing. All that's he ever does is called. go... He goes, that's cute, thanks. Like, that's all he ever does. I'm yeah, like, hey, sure. this guy's bad? Are you kidding me? But, yeah. So, I mean, why, uh, we, re- we'll have to let you go, but, or if you, we'll give you a quick last word, but why are the sports shows talking about this? Is it just because of the Cubs? That's it? Because um, our media, I don't know if you've noticed this, but our media is a little left-wing in general. So, yeah. whenever they can take apart Republicans and Trump, uh, they're always trying to do it. So, uh, yeah, uh, they said that uh, a lot of Cubs fans agree with them. And at first I was like, hey, I'm not a racist. But then I read his emails. I was like, holy shit, I do agree with him. This guy's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but now uh, you're a season whatever. We got to let yeah. you go. But I will say that if the left wants to have the standard, they're all degenerates and they're going to be hoisted on their own petard. Yeah. So fine. You guys want to set the standard where we're reading private emails and stuff to everybody and deciphering the content, extrapolating on your character. Fine. You want to do this? Fine. Yeah. No, one but, more very important thing. I'll hang up sure. right after this. His family, he made some apology, which it wasn't the worst apology I've ever seen. I wish he didn't, but he did apologize. And then his son, who runs the Cubs, Todd, I mean Tom, I'm sorry, he said that next week uh, he's going to meet with uh, CARE, the Chicago branch of CARE, oh, the Islamic God. Association, to, yeah. uh, to do something. But am I wrong? I thought CARE was like connected to like actually funding terrorists in the past. They, they've I- had some connections. Uh, give it a Google. He'll find some information. Um, so that's that's yeah. hilarious that he's the bad guy and they're gonna talk yeah to of him. course yeah yeah all right cool bye all right thanks man um all right we'll have to we'll have to take a break oh, yeah, um oh, crap i closed the uh the stream labs you got super chat ready i sure do in four three two one. Oh wow okay uh nala black we live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of Black Seas of Infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. Wow, everybody sounds morose. Like me. <laughs> uh, Slasher says, what do I have? Uh, what I do have are a very particular set of black crime statistics, statistics that are a nightmare <laughs> to your SJW narrative, statistics acquired after a very short Google search. That's from uh, Taken. Yeah, but did you see the Liam Neeson controversy? 
yeah, this week. I did. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. That's, I kind of was like, I'm... good for him for admitting that. But that's the thing is like he's admitting that he had this reaction that he views to be wrong, you know, and he's saying, wow, look, look, I had this reaction. I've overcome it. That's great. Even saying I once did something bad, which I don't even think what he did is necessarily bad, whatever. You can't control your thoughts. Yeah, but like having the wrong thought and then saying I've overcome that impulse is still bad somehow. Do you know what my first thought about that was? Somebody actually had Liam Neeson wanting to avenge them. IRL. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Basically, someone was on the real life end of that taken scene. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. (laughs) I guess so. The Donzilla show. How shocking was the CBS poll showing such high approval for the State of the Union speech? I mean, I didn't watch it, but not shocking at all. It's what forty-eight percent approval rating nationally now. Oh no, I saw. I think the stat was. Uh, may, uh, maybe well, they I'm just thinking of the released wrong thing. public opinion polls too after the State of the Union. What I saw was, a, you know, like a snap poll from CBS that 70% of viewers approved of the speech is what I saw. But I might be wrong. I just saw Good. that. Good. I'm surprised they didn't doctor it more. Hmm. Um, Warren Navarro, take my money, you two. Uh, I want to bet Trump secured 2020 last night, about to make Vegas weekend money. Good luck. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. I, I think it'd be fun to play some bets on politics. Uh, but yeah. I won tons of money in 2016. Betting on whom? Trump? Yeah, like thousands of dollars. Are you serious? You never yeah. told me that story. Oh, yeah. I, I like I, I made bets on may or may not be legal. that are like, meh, meh, meh. Oh, you just did no personal way. ones, not like at a, out of oh, bookie. Yeah, but I mean, most people would have let those people out, but like I collected from every single Of course, one. of course, yeah. Like, oh, I don't have any money. I'm like, you can pay me in XYZ ways. <laughs> buy me food. Um, Big yeah. LC, Matt, Justin Fairfax should get the full Kavanaugh treatment, especially considering the difference in evidence between the two. Change my mind. Well, as far as I, and maybe you're aware of evidence that I don't know. As far as I know, the only evidence is that she says it happened and he agrees that they've like met and had sex before. But other than that, I'm not aware of any evidence. Not not enough evidence for me to say that, yeah, he sexually assaulted this lady. But yeah. unless, you, unless you know something that I don't, maybe there's something that I don't know. Jamie Clay, um, Stacey Abrams was the equivalent to the show networks, uh, would premiere immediately following the Super Bowl. She was definitely a progressive sitcom. Don't think it'll go to full season. Go full season. <laughs> um miles kinslow hey guys matt saw your video on virginia absolutely brilliant do you think as a society we're losing the concept of forgiveness and nuance i find it hard to do that for the democrats given how they uh, treated uh gillespie 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 (laughs) we'll go with that oh my god it's my epitome moment thank god nobody listens to the call-in show yeah it's it's uh well virginia virginia is a classic example and this is sort of what big elsie was speaking to as well this is a great example of what do you want to go with do you want to go like aggressively holding them to their own standards and watching them burn do you want to uphold the principles you would like to see win the day what's the approach here i you know, I, I, I know. get it. I like the show. I like to, uh, speaking of the ad, I like laughing at Northam with the understanding that there was like, the idea was Gillespie was running down minorities with trucks. Meanwhile, this yeah. guy's doing, uh, I, I get it. I get the show aspect that said, yeah, I can't, this, I can't, but, but with Kavanaugh, it was just, uh, I, I know that was a previous question, but, um, I, we, I just can't do that. It was the worst thing I've ever seen happen to somebody that was undeserving. And so their no. tactics, I do have a limit here with the the, the kind of tactics I, I will employ. Um, but yeah, he was he was also 
clearly kind of racist and then using that to bait everybody else. So maybe well, who, thinking, who was racist? Um, this with the ad. With the oh, and, um, and that was even that was a little bit complicated, too, because it wasn't Northam himself who made the ad. It was like a pro Northam political action committee. Didn't he approve it personally? No, he didn't. Um, really? He, he well, actually had no, but he never condemned it. And it was made in favor indirectly of his campaign. Ah, so, okay. I was under the impression that he orchestrated this, at, I, no. you know, or at least at a minimum approved it. No, not not directly. I mean, okay. you could argue that he approved it by not condemning it, but it's not as though he produced the ad, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, that kind of changes things for me. Hmm. Um, BB says, just subscribe to your site. Also, your old video on Northam and Gillespie was awesome. <laughs> Apparently, I can't give a link. Yeah, you can't give links in Super Chat. I don't know why. You also can't cuss or say, like, bag. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, BB. Thank you, BB. Um, Mr. Will Guitar says, 2 a.m. here in the UK. Wanted to thank you for all the great videos. I did wonder why you include that awful wolf woman as left when she is doing comedy. Awful, but hardly a spokesman. Um, I, I actually think I think she's way more of a political advocate than comedian, in, in my opinion. What is she even doing these days? Her show got canceled. She, her show got her show got canceled. But I mean, look at look at her abortion piece, her famous abortion piece. Does it have jokes in it? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're funny, but some people do. Good for you if you find it funny. That Get said, one. that that piece is explicitly political advocacy. For sure. In addition piece, to right? Yeah. I mean, it, it it's advocating the removal of stigma from abortion, abortion pride. It's making jokes to do that. It's some kind of hybrid between political advocacy and entertainment. But I think that she's uh, a self-appointed representative of their politics. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would point to her and Samantha B and the rest of these people as representative with her inexplicably politics. large YouTube channel. Um, mm -hmm. Matthew Sopke, the last time that many Dems got together, they all wore matching white outfits across burned and a neck was stretched. <laughs> that it was funny? a weird look. Yeah. Um, Eric Rice has 30 women, Democrat office holders, give each other the clap during state of the union. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> BJ and the bear. Matt and I once made love. He smashed my like button until I super chat. And then a gun emoji. Oh, no. And then a black fist pump emoji. Oh, and not a gun. <laughs> not a gun. Okay. <laughs> Sappy <laughs> Seaman. Matt and I once made love at a rifle range. My load was too hot and it ruptured his gas tube. You know what I mean. Fair enough. Thank you. Um, maybe we should circle back. Yeah. Uh, I got just a couple on Streamlabs. I'll I'll get through these and then we'll move back into callers. Phil says the most frustrating thing about last night's speech outside of the fixation on the Holocaust was how Trump insists on pandering to blacks and Hispanics with the jobs numbers. He sounds like a forlorn <laughs> beta orbiter. They are never going to vote GOP. Well, I mean, yes and yes and no. Uh, obviously, the numbers are not in his favor. Keep in mind, though, Trump did pull more black votes uh, then Romney, then McCain, if I'm not mistaken, like I get it. Like there's clearly kind of a pandery element there that, that seems almost more democratic than that is to say, why, why is celebrating the black unemployment rate uniquely? Why is that uniquely worthy of celebration right. as opposed to celebrating the white unemployment rate or anybody else's? So I, I get the angle you're coming from. And the, the other the other point to what Phil's talking about is like he, he can say these things, lowest black unemployment, lowest Hispanic unemployment. The Democrats fold their arms and frown. They 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 do not care. I guess they want you know, I want they want high unemployment and dependency, which maybe they actually do. Hmm. 
Uh, Hedy Roosevelt says, what are each of your favorite comedians? Also, have you been watching Owen Benjamin's mental breakdown, threatening tons of comedians and right wingers ranting like a rapid, crazy person for hours every night in his channel? I actually have not, I've not, uh, we've had so many people ask about Owen the last handful of weeks or so. I, I don't know. I have no inside information. I, you know, his, his streams are doing great. So good for him. Like people are watching and yeah, that's all I'm I can so say. out of the loop. Because I've been doing my other job, so I don't know what's going on. But I like Owen, so I hope that's not true. I uh, I've never been a huge stand-up comedy guy. Generally, I I tend to be pretty critical and get bored pretty easily. And it's been tougher to watch stand-up comedy the last few years. Yeah, can we talk Trump about hating. people like in their prime? I mean, if that's the case, then like sure. Chris Rock in his prime is unbeatable. Eddie Murphy. Hmm. Louis C.K. has had some great, you, great stuff. You know who I watched on Netflix? And you're going to think I sound insane. Everyone will. But I'm telling you, it was funny. Uh-huh. Adam Sandler's latest stand-up thing on Netflix. Okay. okay. Legitimately funny. It was like musical. You know how you used to release those old CDs that had like musical bits on them and stuff? Yeah. It was kind of like that. And I know I sound like a crazy person, but I'm telling you, watch like 10 minutes of this Adam Sandler bit on Netflix and, and you'll... And it's not political at all. There's no politics. It's just... It's just funny. I, I I was impressed. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and then uh, I loved Ali Wong's two stand-ups, which shocked me because she's a woman and she's a feminist. <laughs> huh. Yeah, but there I'll was like some good gender relations stuff on there. I mean, it was a lot wow. of like feminist nonsense, but I I found myself laughing. <laughs> There um, was uh, there's another Netflix special called like Degenerates or something like that, and there was this like bigger bearded dude who was on that. I wish I could remember his name. And that was really funny too. Uh, Did anybody see Joe Rogan's Netflix special? I didn't. I've watch seen them. Yeah, they Is were pretty good. good. Um, yeah, they were they were pretty good, as I recall. Is it Abby Wong? Is that what I said? Ali Wong, Ali Wang. This guy I was talking about is uh, Jay Okerson. I thought his bit on Netflix was pretty good too. I thought it was pretty funny. Jay Okerson. Okay. Okay. Uh, back into the uh, the calls. Dangerous Space is up next. You're good to go, Dangerous Space, if you get that mic unmuted. Serious Sydney. Hey, how we going? Hey, hey what's there. on your mind? Hey, um, I just figured I'd do a, a quick fun one because I was watching something last night about this actor talking about his fears. I'm terrified of heights. I can't do them. Oh. Even, at like a, even at like a shopping center or like a, I think you guys call them malls. Yeah. Yeah. Even at a mall, if I'm at the second level, I'm looking down at the first level, just move away. I can't do it. Hmm. And I was just curious if you guys have anything like that, that it's a massive fear that you just... Um, moving water generally. Like, I don't like being out in the ocean, deep in the ocean. Uh, I don't like being swimming in, like, deep rivers or anything like that. Like, uh, deep current water with current freaks me out. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. So I'm not the strongest swimmer, so I do get that. Yeah. It was kind of... Yeah. Uh- um, public speaking. Hmm. I found when I went to uni, I was actually decent at that because I just went, I just no, make sure I know my points and I can just do it off, off top. I, I'd I rather not, but I'm, I choke yeah. and break out in the hives and yeah. it's, it's really, really bad, really hmm. bad. <laughs> so if we have to go on the road and do some shows, uh, no, like I won't do that. I've gotten speaking <laughs> engagement requests before and I'm like, listen, yeah, it, it's, and it's a totally different skill set. Um, and I, I, it's been a long time since I've spoken publicly. I I think I've done it all right in like a career or a school setting, but I don't know that the skill of podcasting or YouTubing 
directly it doesn't translate. No. Yeah, it's a little different. My mind is telling me right now that I'm only talking to you. If I yeah, talk yeah. in front of our, our an audience, like see them all. Uh, yeah, it's it would, seeing all the eyes. Yeah, yeah. it would be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, the, the main topic. The main topic <laughs> I want to. The main topic I wanted to ask about was here in Australia, we're having a debate around Australia Day, which we do every year because it's the day apparently that Australia was invaded and we've got to change the date that we celebrate and blah, blah. Mm. Um, but one of the things, there was a debate where they're talking about protesters and someone said, well, what about all the problems in uh, especially outback Australia where it's more isolated and there's high levels of sexual assault and things like that? And, and mm-hmm. one of the other guests came back and said, you sound me a bit racist there. I'm just curious what you think of in terms of that idea when people try to bring up actual issues within, say, the black community in America, for example, and whenever people bring that up, then people go, well, that's racist to talk about because it I know, it strikes me that at a certain point you have to just look at those people and go, you're an idiot, you're not trying to solve anything, shut up, go away. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, it, it, that exact same thing happens here all the time. I've, I've, yeah. I've had friends get pissed off at me for acknowledging those types of realities. Right, and, which yeah. is counterproductive. I, I say this all the time, but it's it behooves minority communities to look at these statistics objectively because it unshackles them from the oppression narrative, which keeps them down in perpetuity. So it's like, well, what do you people want? Do you want your communities to be improved upon or do you want to remain enslaved in this narrative? And Um, and it is fascinating if you ever get a chance to to question a person who believes or will express the type of narrative you're describing, if you get the chance to press back on them a little bit, the insane degree to which they believe that white racism controls literally everything Everything. in the world. Like you think, Mm. if you think like, um, like anti-Semitism is a conspiracy, you know, people who believe in that kind of conspiratorial thinking or whatever, people think that stuff is conspiratorial. There's nothing more conspiratorial than people who believe white racism is the controlling force of the entire world. Yeah. That sort of thing. Especially white people that believe that. It's baffling. The thing I find odd about that is in terms of privilege of any form, when they go, oh, we can just smash it. It's like, it can't be that much of a privilege if you think you can just dismantle it like that. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, we got to give you the boot. Thank you for the interesting question and your lovely, pleasant speaking voice. Oh, thank you. You guys <laughs> have a good, uh, good night. You too. Uh, Sirius Sydney is up next. My phone's going to die, so we're just going to have five-minute calls. You don't have a cable to plug it in? No. All right. Hi. Sydney, you're good to go if you're ready. G'day, guys. Ooh, I got to turn you down a little bit. Come oh, in we got another oh, one. No, I got you. You're good. Yeah, this is your favorite uh, Aussie troll. Oh, yeah. Year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy who, what did you fight? A kangaroo in your... No, nah, koala bear. Koala, that's koala right. Koala bear. That's right. Yeah. We were like, what's going <laughs> Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you didn't believe me. Um, that, it's good to talk to you again, guys. I've been watching you for a few weeks now, and I've been trying to get on, but I keep forgetting you're coming on late now. Um, you come on at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Ah. Is it, uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's the daylight savings difference. Yeah. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. it is. That, that's correct. Um, listen, I just wanted to quickly comment on Raggle Fraggle's hmm. um, question about morality and logic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I... I finished reading um, an existential book by Viktor Frankl, In Search of Man, and it's a a biographical account of his time in the concentration camps. 
and it really, you know, it, it, I, I think it, it's a good reference for where Fraggle could start. Hmm. Um, and also, too, a couple of the other philosophers, Kant, Hobbes, Descartes, you know, they're all dealing with the, the morality issue with regards to God and hmm. our own three thought, you know, process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just thought I, that just sort of, you know, hit me when he was talking about it. Sure. Um, but the other one I was quite in, I've, I've enjoyed is watching Tulsi Gabbard. Mm. She was on uh, Morning Joe. Okay. And I thought she she was very, very, you know, a great representative, um, you know, for the Democratic Party. Very logical. You know, no emotive response to any of the questions that were being put to her. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think they've they've got hope in her. I believe. What do you think? Well, I, based on what I've heard from her, there are some things that I can sort of get on board with, and she seems like one of the least crazy yeah. of the pack. But that's the thing like is her circa two thousand two attitude about homosexuals, <laughs> homosexual extremists. <laughs> in fact, uh, but that's honestly, the thing I is, think that that's that, that's going to make her out to the Dems. She's yeah, also too much of a centrist that they aren't going to allow it. And that's the thing is. Um, it, it might be unfair to the individual candidate, but anyone running with that party, I, I'm sorry. I just, regardless of your qualification as an individual, I'm thinking it's almost, it's basically a guarantee you're going to get beaten into compliance by them. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, if, being a Democrat's disqualifying. She's anti-gun. So I'm out. She's also, I, I don't know she what said she said on it. I, um, but, but I assume she's not going to run far in the Democratic Party being no, she pro won't, she won't get Second far. Amendment. Yeah. But um, it does behoove us for both parties to be moving towards the center, I suppose. I wish, oh, okay. uh, well, and maybe, maybe I mean, to give her credit, maybe she could be the type of figure that <laughs> moderates the extremists in her party. <laughs> no way, the darling, the darling yeah. on the left is AOC, and she's like yeah. a uh, straight-up socialist. So I really yeah. don't think that they're going to be coaxed back into into a centrist. Uh, okay. And I don't oh, think they okay. can be persuaded. They need somebody to browbeat them back. Back, right. So if Tulsi right. Gabbard wants to be that, if she wants to out browbeat them, but she wants her, to be liked. But... Women have fragile egos, so that's not going to work. <laughs> we'll anyway, see. Yeah, we well, got to uh, give you the big... Well, yeah, just quickly, but it was interesting that um, what you're talking about then is I noticed that on Twitter, I mean, it, when the left get on, it is just constant just berating. There is ever, never, ever, you know, that sort of logical argument with them yeah it's always character attack and it's always emotional stuff yeah 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 and i think that's a very strong tool that they have that they can work with because it is just so savage i suppose i I, i'm always kind of baffled that that's as effective for as many people as it is like i i'm i'm a person that just doesn't emotional appeal does very little for me in almost yeah i'm I'm, I'm a logic man in myself exactly all right guys Anyway, it's great, great to catch up with you. And, you too. Thanks, um, man. I'll talk to you later on. Yeah, sounds good. All right, God bless. Spencer's up next. Either get under the blanket. You're shaking like a leaf. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, Spencer, you're good to go. Hey, Matt. Hi, Blanc. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey. We're okay, all right. How are, how are you? you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, finally thawing out here in uh, Northern Virginia after the after the deep freeze, but um, hmm. I'm, I, yeah, I'm still luckier than um a lot of my friends in uh in my home state of Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I guess it's better now than it was. It's warmed up a little bit. And now, like, the crazy weather's here for this week. We got the below right. zero stretch. Uh, well, thanks. Well, hopefully it doesn't last too long. So um, you guys want to talk about the crazy Alex Jones, Joe Rogan thing? Or you hmm. want to talk about who would be next in line for the Virginia governorship after the attorney general? Isn't it the, the real quick on that? Isn't it just like the Speaker of the House? Or it's uh, some Republican. Yeah, it is. It's Kurt Koss. He's the Speaker of the House of Delegates, mm. who yeah, who only held his position because um, the Republicans retained the House of Delegates by one seat because wow. of what was essentially a coin flip, if you recall from two years ago. I don't remember, but huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the delegate races was an exact tie. Oh, okay. And they literally drew the winner out of a hat, and it happened <laughs> okay. to be the Republican. Happened to be the Republican. Well, I want to hear about this Alex Jones stuff because I always want to hear about Alex Jones stuff. So go for it. Okay. So, so the, so Joe Rogan, I mean, he, he put out a video recently um, saying, you know, Alex Jones doesn't really appear to be in a good place, but I I would still be buddies with him if I saw him in person. Uh, But, you know, but but he keeps saying all this crazy stuff about him, about how, 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 how Joe Rogan somehow was shill for George Soros and media matters and supposedly not answer with the sponsorships. Hmm. Yeah. I I don't quite understand it. Was this in response to the Jack Dorsey interview or is it, does it predate that? It appears to be in response to the Jack Dorsey interview. I I mean, which Joe Rogan got ratioed really hard on that. Yeah. It was brutal. It was, yeah, it's, it's probably the, the most disliked Joe Rogan episode ever. I'd imagine. Right, which I, I kind of understand, but on the other hand, I don't exactly count on Joe Rogan for hard-hitting interviews. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not as harsh on Joe as a lot of people seem to be. Uh, I'm harshly critical of Jack, of course, but uh, right. But yeah, I mean, the, the, to to their point, it was a lot of like just talking about Twitter features fluff, and nobody wants to. Nobody, in all fairness to Joe, nobody wants to hear Jack talk about whether they're going to have like an edit button or like what the yeah. next you know, what the next retweet technology is going to be or something like that. Well, right. And and the bigger complaint being when Joe Rogan asked, hey, why was Alex Jones banned? Yeah. I mean, the the, the CEO of the friggin' company couldn't answer the question. And he kind of let him skate. Like he did get the, he did get him to say, I don't know, but he basically let him out after that. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so anyway, I saw this on um on youtube today so somehow alex jones's stuff is still getting out there and hmm. he was he, he he was literally declaring war on joe rogan and he got some beautiful quotes in here oh my god <laughs> okay absolutely beautiful um oh is this didn't he say something about like how his blood will spill politically not oh my god or something like that <laughs> i think i saw yeah. a quote <laughs> Yeah, yes. it, was, oh my it was something like he was going to be hung up like a hog and have his throat slit politically. Oh my something god, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, because I mean, he he went out of his way so many times to say 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 politically, not yeah. not violently. Yeah, <laughs> which which just tells you how weird of a place that he's in. But oh. um, I, I well, think this my, is I, this is the thing too. Is like you make the guy. Do does anyone honestly think that you make Alex Jones more of a pariah and he's suddenly going to like? moderate now i don't think he was actually that much of an extremist i think he had some kooky theories but i don't think he was an extremist as in danger to society prior right meanwhile you make him more of a more of a pry you isolate him more and more 
you want radicalization in society, and I'm not saying Alex Jones is going to become a dangerous radical, but if you want radicalization, you isolate people and you make them pariahs. That's how you get it. If you actually integrate people into society and allow them to engage with people with whom they disagree, that tends to be a moderating force. But these people don't understand that, I guess. All right, we got to wrap I, up. Yeah, I, I guess not. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Alex Jones, but I don't really like the censorship going on about him yeah, either. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think the fav- my favorite quote in there was uh, he's he's declaring war on Joe Rogan, and he says, <laughs> and I quote, "It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be long. It's gonna be intense, and it's not gonna stop." Do you have? <laughs> if you have a clip of that, send it to my email inbox because I'd like to have that. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I could find it again. Right. And, you know, he, he, he goes on, Jesus told me to destroy Joe Rogan. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this sounds better oh. than the time you went after Ben Shapiro a few months ago. That was my favorite. Oh, yeah, oh. I remember that one. Well, yeah, yeah, right. I'll see if I can find a video again. I'll send it to your Gmail. All right, cool. Thanks, man. All right, see you guys. Bye. Uh, Tribear is up next. Let's see if we can get at least one, maybe two calls in before the top of the hour. Tribear or Tearbear. Tear bear, T Y R bear, you're good to go. And Phil is up after that. Phil, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, what's up? What's on your mind? Um. So yeah, I just like to talk about the Green New Deal. Okay. okay. Um. So it's just a bunch of neo-Marxist cancer. Hmm. Um. You know, I I went to a meeting last night because I'm concerned about climate change and whatnot. Yeah. And it's they keep putting all this social justice nonsense in with it. Like we need to, you know, cater to the indigenous people and and the poor, and it's all this, you know, climate justice nonsense. Yeah. And these people have no idea what they're doing. They they don't know how to solve this problem. You know, I. Yeah. Like they're they're. They are as worse for the climate as climate deniers because they they're not even they have no game plan they're they're anti certain technology you know I'm always here talking about nuclear power you know I got in like a fight with someone at this like uh watch party for the green new deal and it's it's all about like tearing down capitalism and changing every yeah. aspect of society that's not mm. going to happen the, like go say that to a poor african you know yeah yeah and I think uh, I think that's a key disconnect too. It's like I, I'm not I, I'm not a person who is generally skeptical. Like I I can accept the general idea of greenhouse gases uh, might be a risk to global global climate, global temperatures, whatever. I can accept that premise and still say I would be more comfortable with finding a technological solution developed by the energy experts in the energy market. As opposed mm-hmm. to like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who knows nothing, yeah, right. Um, I, yeah. I would rather hand it off to people with experience in the industry and allow them to develop these technologies freely than have her cracking the whip on everybody else, directing them on how to run their own businesses. That seems like a suicidal right. way to handle and, your and, country, and you I, know. And I honestly think some of this dismissal on the right is because of climate change, is because the prescription is just so ridiculous. Yeah, like, you know how the entire industrial system and capitalism is built on energy. Yeah, uh, you can't yeah. undermine that without screwing everyone's else life, uh, everyone else's life up. And you know, I 
I, I don't know. These people are going to make it so I won't be able to make any progress at all. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's, it's the whole Green New Deal is strange to think about. It's like, well, we're just going to tax our way out of this whole problem. Well, OK, so if 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 fossil fuels are now banned, how are people going to produce the wealth necessary to pay the taxes to finance the new technologies? Like there, there's fundamentally a, a financial problem in the middle yeah, of that. And they keep adding like and I'll, I'll, I know I'm probably over time, but they add things like we're going to give everyone a good paying job. We're going to, yeah. what, what else? They're, you know, everyone's entitled to free healthcare with it. I'm just like, what? This isn't about climate change anymore. Like, shut the fuck up, you know? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't read the full proposal, but I, I, the, the race stuff that I've seen in there was kind of weird. It's like, you're going to get gender and, and race pay equity in the process or some nonsense yeah. like that, as though that's directly, like that's directly Freak. necessary to the general purpose. Freaking communists. <laughs> all right we'll let you go thank you man bye all right let's take another break uh let me get into Streamlabs here um one over on Streamlabs, andel says hey guys do you think the race hustlers like that goof in arizona excuse me burp who claimed that the photo of coal miners covered in dust <gasps> are crying racism i haven't even seen this but i can believe it just to see how far they can push the white guilt envelope. Uh, thank you both for your sanity safe space. I mean, this is <laughs> this is sort of what I was talking about earlier. Like the the belief that white racism is running the world is one of the greatest conspiracies, the most popular conspiracies in the in the country, if not the world. I would yep. say. Uh, I've not seen this. Have you seen this specific example? Yeah, it's absurd. They just so, have like soot on their faces and. From mining, like it's not yes, even staged. They're, they're just literal <laughs> coal miners who are dirty. Yeah, and then I heard the same thing about Julie Andrews, that scene in uh, Mary Poppins. When she yeah. Her, it's like, are you guys goddamn... That's circumstantial blackface. How is that <laughs> racist? Yeah. yeah. Are you supposed to scrub your face every minute that you work in a coal mine? Would it... Yeah, so you don't offend black people in the future? But nobody's offended except for white leftists. Yeah. Like how many times is it, is it, is it um, like the actual black community coming? I guess I, I should be fair because the NAACP has been going That's after true. things like this. But I, I'm talking about like your average working black person, not like some activist group, just like a guy, just like yeah. your average black guy living in society. Do they really care about this kind of stuff? I doubt it. I don't think so. Um, Joe Poulin, Matt and I once made love on the night of the State of the Union. He banged me in my ass. <laughs> that's that's uh, it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dotard Blormf. I know that's yeah. not how you say it, but that's how I say it. He said, oh, yeah, say my name, Blonde. I did. <laughs> uh, Matthew Beck, in regards to morality versus logic, they are not distinct. Logic precedes the universe and any moral argument. Anything else is nonsense. Hmm. I don't know that that's true. I mean, you can't be entirely governed by logic um, because that can lead you down a road of inhumanity. And I suppose all logic still works from a base set of values, too. I mean, does it though? At, well, at some point, like to judge morality, to judge should I take this person, like, I don't know, should I steal from this person or not? It depends on if you value, I guess, feeding your family over the welfare of others. Well, what about like abortion from a utilitarian standpoint? It's complete, as in to say, like, it. it's morality that is governing my opinion on abortion. I understand it. For, from a utilitarian perspective hmm. and there's no saying that it, there's not a net societal positive 
Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that the logic can break down to a set of priorities. And yeah. perhaps it's the moral element that has to determine that stack of priorities, you know? I don't know. What's going on? So mean. What, Caesar? Yeah, or what? you hear that? No, I can't even hear it. Oh, now I do. All right. What else we got? Uh, Evil Black Cat, any thoughts on Vic Mignona witch hunt? I don't even know this. I don't know that. Yeah, I can Google it if you tell me how yeah, to spell it. V-I-C-M-I-G-N-O-G. Oh, yeah, auto-filled. N-A. Rooster Teeth. He was, so he must be some kind of video game guy? Um, I don't know. I'll have to check it out. It says harassment reports. Huh. So... Oh, he was uh, his whose voice work on anime like Full Metal Alchemist uh, and and uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly, whatever. Uh, sexual harassment do? claims is what the controversy is. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Hmm. They have to be pretty bad for me to to write somebody off for that. Um, the Wolfcat Wildcat will pay you more if you guys take Justin Trudeau. Not a chance. <laughs> James Bercy, Matt, can you say Bigfoot pederast three times fast? Blonde chin up. You're super prego and the hormones will pass. Odin Works makes an amazing 6.5 upper that is amazing and goes on AR-15 lower. Well, there you go. Are you, uh, is that for you or for me? Are you looking to build an AR? It must be for you. I, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I've never actually, um, I've never shot 6.5. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But I'm building, a, I'm building an SBR soon. And I guess I could, I could just toss it on that lower. Uh, anyway, um, what was the other part of that? Uh, the pregnant Bigfoot pederast. Pregnant Bigfoot pederast. No, 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 big, big. He wants you to say Bigfoot pederast three times. Bigfoot pederast. Three times fast. Is it pet her ass? Is that what it's supposed pederast, to say? Like uh, I know, but pet. am I is, am I supposed to confuse it? What's the funny? I guess I'm trying to find. I don't know. I don't know. We're just Bigfoot pederast. Bigfoot pederast. Bigfoot pederast. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, Keaton Matthews. So did you guys receive my email? Okay, and gave it a read. Err. If I can get in, I would love to talk about either of the subjects. Also, no braid blonde, 454 Magnum revolver with 30 millimeter grenade launcher. Um, I may have read it. I don't know if it said call in show question. Otherwise, we're about 100 emails backed up. Yeah, uh, we get to emails and I get to if it's in my inbox, I get to them. But uh, sometimes it does take a little bit. Eric Marley, on the Stateless Society, I don't believe this is your ideal, correct me if I'm wrong, but where do you personally specifically draw the line between government programs and a free society? I mean, I'm like so close to anarchy, as close to anarchy as, as you can Yeah, get. you have to ask yourself what the purpose of government is. And to me, the purpose of government is to defend the rights of the individual. Uh, yeah, and that's, and, and that's virtually it. That. I mean, listen, I'm willing to maybe compromise on some base level stuff. Like but, really but loose environmental protections, things like that. As a matter of philosophy, I don't think that the government's role of taking wealth and redistributing it or giving away stuff, I don't think that's a proper government role. No. Uh, and that's not to say that I don't want people who are in need taken care of, I do. I think it's much more efficiently and better handled at the local level uh, through churches, through charities, through all of this. And I would, I would so much rather take my entire tax bill and give it to local charity that I know and that I can vet and that I trust and that are efficient than give yeah. it to the federal government, which is just going to bankrupt pension funds and all this inefficient nonsense. Yeah, I would say like basic infrastructure environmental protections not schools nope nothing like hmm. that there's an argument yeah 
Uh, I guess I haven't thought of that one, but yeah, there's an argument there. Uh, Jim Koslowski, Matt and I once made love. He cried. And I said, how can you have so much hate in your heart? Yay. (laughs) Matt Dave, have you seen Lauren Southern's speech at the EU about the migrant crisis and failure of compassion? The comment section is wild. I did watch it. Hmm. She's an excellent speaker. Hottest man I've ever seen. Hottest Um, man. (laughs) I got to check it out. Rainer Chen, I'm with Blonde. After Kavanaugh, I stopped having sympathy for leftists. Maybe if they got post-puberty aborted, the the world would be a better place. Have a great one, you guys. (laughs) Oh, all right. We're good. Okay, let's uh, let's get into our last segment of calls here. Um, did we get tie bear? I think maybe tie bear de- or tire bear, tire bear. I'll try it again. We we had Phil last tire bear. I don't know what's going on there. Cooksy, let's try Cooksy. Hey. Cooksy, you there? Hey, hi guys. Hey, how's it going? We're all right. What's on your mind? Oh, I wanted to call in and brag this time. Mm. I want to brag about my daughter. <laughs> okay, sure. She, I was watching, trying to watch the State of the Union address last night, but um, both my kids were alternating needing help with homework, this and that. So I'd pause it and help them and unpause it. I think it took me twice as long to watch the damn thing. It's mm. already long enough. <laughs> yeah, it was a long speech. Yeah, um, but she had to work on this a history project. And unfortunately for her, she's in a group of, you know, three other girls. And it was about uh, his history on Woodrow Wilson and the Great War or whatever. And they had to write either pro the war or against the war. And Zoe was pro, my daughter. She's so pro. And all the other girls, no, we need to be against. So she buckled down and was like, okay, fine. Uh, or back down, I mean. And she's, we'll, we'll do the against the war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's sitting there regretting her decision last night, just griping, going, well, now I got to write this stupid paper on oh, what heartstrings? That's what I've got to write it on. <laughs> There's nothing good to write it on. And That's I pretty flashy. Good for her. I immediately, uh, I know I thought of you guys immediately. Like I got to tell them this tomorrow. <laughs> that, that, how old is she? What grade she's is she? Fourteen. So okay. She's in eighth grade. She's going to be going into high school next year. I mean, even uh, even though it's tough, I do appreciate that sort of challenge in a in an academic environment. You know, write something that you disagree with and make it as persuasive as you possibly right. can. That's valuable exercise. You know, I did yeah. tell her that I had a, a similar uh, experience in college, though, and you know, I had to write opposite of how I felt about something too for mm-hmm. a debate. And yeah, it it is challenging, but it does make you understand what the other side of an argument is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we had to do it. I thought yeah, they didn't do yeah. it anymore, so I'm, I'm happy to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I told her, you know, of the four of you, who gets the best grades in history? And she mm. just kind of raised her eyebrows and a knowing <laughs> glance. And I was like, it's you, huh? And so I said, next time, you maybe you don't listen to the girls who don't get the good grades. Sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. We'll tell her that we're proud of her. <laughs> I will. I absolutely will. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Of course. Thanks for coming. All right. Have a good night. <laughs> good night. My computer's having some difficulties right now. So if um, if the stream, I don't know if they're complaining at all. I'm going to turn down some settings at here. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's time for a computer upgrade. I've had this same computer. I've done the same, the stream on the same computer since we started it. I've made no changes to it whatsoever, and it's handled it this far. So it's, it's been reliable, but maybe maybe it's time for some help uh, yeah. processing-wise. Anyway... Uh, Pacer Dawn is up next. 
Pacer Don, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey there. Doing all right. What's on your mind? I just, I love the show, man. But uh, I got what's up with all them sh- super chats about guys fantasizing about having gay sex with Matt? I, I don't mean, know. It's just, uh, it's just a meme yeah. of the show, it's man. It's a meme of the show. Neither we, we don't understand the origin because Matt's yeah. not, you know, he's like sort of gay, but he's not super gay, you know? <laughs> yeah. We did have the origin explained to us once before. Did I should we? have I actually saved remember. it. Remember, a guy actually went back and found the first one. Remember that? Huh. Yeah. Anyway, I don't Here, like that the, at all. Well, uh, you, you want to get more of those? You should say, I don't like that at all. Don't do that. No, I mean, I just... Save the five bucks and just send a tweet or something. I mean, come on. That's a waste of money to me. Well, but it's not your money. Oh, but, you know, I'm always looking for be frugal and stuff. Well, uh, anyway, what's don't, going don't on send in Virginia, super by the way? Y'all seen, uh, y'all seen that? That's uh, It's like a See dumpster what? fire like that. Yeah, it's, and it's getting even stuff. crazier today. I mean, it's like I, it's, I've seen a dumpster fire like that since Maude tried to fry a turkey last Thanksgiving. <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear what you, you know, said. Come, the first thing. The, the what, what are we talking about? The Virginia, the Virginia uh, stuff. What's going on oh, in yeah, Virginia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. After she tried to fry that turkey, that was. You come to think of it, her face is all blacked after that too. I'm gonna have to <laughs> let's check out her yearbook after this uh, call here. Um. <laughs> anyway, did y'all see that State of the Union thing last night? Yes, sure we did. didn't. <laughs> uh, well, I did. I should say, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. My wife Maud, she was watching it though. I think. Uh, ooh, she got her knickers in a bunch, man. Over what? Uh, she just can't wash clothes. I mean, I swear we spend hours detangling everything. It's just the biggest mess. Okay. (laughs) All right. I didn't watch it myself because wrestling was on. Ah. And uh, yeah, I tell you, I don't, I don't, I don't watch it because uh, it's it's like I liken it to being a doctor and getting a prostate exam. You know what I'm saying? What watching the State of the Union or watching? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's why I don't go to that dentist anymore. Anyway, um, well, you're filled with funnies. I think we're getting trolled, Matt. Finally, Jesse Smollett. Have you seen him? Uh, they say he got hit with a liquid like bleach, and uh, then today, this is true. The police said that uh, the rope around his neck was the type using the clothesline. <laughs> all right. Not kidding at all about that. Uh, by the way, I, now I'm get out of uh, here. That uh, it wasn't Mod's fault with them knickers. Hold on a second. Hey, Mod, look out the back and make sure there ain't no TV stars wandering around the backyard. All right, sorry okay. about that. I'll let y'all go then. Y'all have a All good right. night now. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm more amused than you. I don't even. I I I, I think I like half get it. <laughs> I don't know. He was just larping as some kind of white trash. Yeah, yeah. Guy. It was Jared Holm. Uh, yeah, that'd be great if it was. New Tradist. Let's see. Um, New Tradist might have had to take off. If you're listening, oh no, no, there we go. I found you. Sometimes alphabetical order is is tough. It reminded me of uh, Cletus from The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Neutratus, you're good to go if you can get that mic unmuted. Nocatus is up next. That's an interesting name. Nocatus, are you there? Oh, geez. I'm back again. Am I saying that right? Is it Nocatus? Uh, Just call me Pinak. Pinak. I thought the P was silent. Uh, I mean, technically it is, but um, it's just how I roll with the name. Um, All right, what's on your mind? So I didn't watch the State of the Union, so I can't talk about that. Um, there was something I had in mind. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so earlier in the call, we were talking about Trump winning 2020 and the Dems and uh, and the left just losing their goddamn mind. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, what do you actually think would be the breaking point for them? 
for the Dems? Yeah, well, like yeah, just like the left. They what would what would cause them to actually go to civil war? I think Trump winning would. Ha- I don't know if I'm not prepared to say that civil war would break out, but I would expect some kind of violent riots in cities for sure. Mm, collapse so of like the welfare state. In Milwaukee again, Baltimore again. Yeah, and yeah. and I mean, if things got bad enough, perhaps you'd have some ex- escalation into like little skirmishes or like mini battles, almost or something. But I, yeah, I worry about isolated violence due to people rioting in the street, basically in that scenario. Not even yeah. I, I shouldn't say isolated. I just mean like pockets. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of shit out of luck because I'm on the uh, New England. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm told by that uh, Daily Beast art, uh, author that you guys yeah, are all yeah, really we're all racist. White there. Yeah. Um, can can attest am one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Love the Patriots because of all your racism. I mean, we won the Super Bowl like what, <laughs> Dude, like, I, seven I, times already. And I enjoyed the Patriots win because of that. That's like, all right, cool. I want the Patriots to win so I can laugh at all these journos who think that white supremacists are enjoying the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. I, I don't give a shit about sports. So I'm kind of mm. like, yeah, Patriots, woo. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> everyone around me is just, you know, always so happy about it. Tom Brady's yeah. a go. Anyway, um, so. I do have a more longer question for you, but I guess I'll save it for another time. Okay. Um, we'll give you a final thought if you want it. Uh, no. <laughs> Thanks for thinking it through. Appreciate no that. Have a good night. Bye. Yeah. Well, hmm. No, thank you. No. I liked that. Uh, Admin Voss, one of my favorite voices. Howdy, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, we're yeah, good. just fine. Okay, I don't know if you guys have kept up with the whole Kanye Trump thing so no. far. Do you, are there new developments you... on this front? Yeah, it turns out one of the guys, um, one, one of the rappers he's close with, uh, GLC, he appeared on some of his earlier albums. Uh, if it was just someone random, I probably wouldn't mention it, but this guy's been around him for a while. He went on an interview with the Red Pill something it's a it's a podcast i'm pretty sure it's, it's satirical it's it's not actually republican or gop friendly but the the statements he made there were pretty much yeah um the interview asked him how how are you going to get that fucking hat off of him and he says that yeah kanye's pretty much handed over the boxes of trump hats to me and he hmm. says he's never going to put them on again okay Did, it, was there a reason why uh well the implication was somewhat nefarious that after getting alice johnson released that's pretty Mm. much the whole reason he did this whole thing Hmm. and that he's yeah he pretty much just used trump is is what he's glc was getting towards but wasn't his whole white house thing wasn't that after the alice johnson thing or do i have my timeline confused like when he went to the white house and did that whole lunch scene a few months ago that Wasn't was, that actually after it? No, I think that was to that was him talking to Trump, trying to convince him to let Alice Johnson go. I I'm swear. fairly certain. But, I gotta look this up, but keep going, keep going. Yeah, no, go ahead and look it up because I could be wrong, but um, yeah, no, I don't. I I think after the whole Brexit ordeal, 
which I, I tend to follow Kanye pretty hard. I was a fan of him before he supported Trump, so I kind of browsed the subreddits, and I'm familiar with some of the other Kanye fans, and their their whole idea, which I the whole theory behind him ditching Candace Owens and all is not so much mm. that, hey, you know, I don't want to be attached to Candace Owens' name, but that was a whack-ass design, and don't mm. put that crusty-ass shirt on me. <laughs> Really, I always thought it was because he wanted to bang her and Kim laid down the law and was like, you need to... Because he would always talk about her like with stars in his eyes. Like, I hope my daughter grows up to be like Candace Owens. If I was Kanye's wife and I heard him say that, I'd be like, what the fuck did you just say? What did you say about our daughter turning out like another woman? Speaking of uh, of Candace, Vice did a whole like half hour and show. And it was pretty fair. I yeah, it was pretty good. It. I watched yeah, it. And really? I, I thought it was pretty good, even though the interviewer was terrible. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, like Candace, like, what do you like think about like yeah. this and like that? Uh, on the timeline, um, Alice Johnson's sentence was commuted in June and Kanye's White House rant was in October. So it was after. Ah. Uh, huh. Well, we got to give you the boot, hmm. even though you do have a smooth radio voice that rivals Matt's. Hmm. Huh. I'd argue that, but, you know, that's just me being self-deprecating. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you got the, like, prime voice for comedy. Yeah. You got you to gotta monetize that. Do it. Hmm. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Oh, uh, yeah. one more thing before final closing statements. Do we get the little Patreon supporter highlight if we support you on the website i as of now no but if there's a way that i can figure this out that's fair maybe the the difficulty is that people are supporting on web on the website on subscribe star some people just do super chat some people do um through paypal and the, the thing that's difficult for me to reconcile is like well, one, it's just logistically difficult because I'd have to do all this manually. There's no way to yeah. automate it. But for Subscribestar, which does automate, but not for everything else. And then the other thing that's difficult to justify is like, well, is there a reason that I should, that someone who gives a dollar a month on the website or or on Subscribestar, I'm not minimizing that. We're very thankful for people who do that, of course. That said, should I give that priority over someone who say, I don't know, gave 25 bucks or 50 bucks one time? I, it's right now. I don't have a good set of rules for how to make that distinction. In addition to just the manual labor required to maintain the marking. So I know that it, it makes the call in show into more of a free for all than it already was. Yeah. But for now we just kind of have to go with it. Yeah, that's fine. I wish I had a better answer for you. And thanks for supporting us as long as you have, of course. Sure. See you guys. Thank you, man. Uh, let's see. We got time for a few more. Tales from the Intellectual Dark Web. Tales, you're good to go if you're ready. Uh, okay. Let's let him hang out. Marie is up next. Marie, you're good to go if you can get that mic unmuted. Uh Kyle Climate, which I never real, I never know how to say. Climate, tell me again how to say it. I always forget. Climate, you there? Oh, hi! Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Remind me one more time how I say it. Is it Kyle? K L? How do I say it? Kale. 
Kale. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that because it's like the food. It's like the health nut food. Kale climate. Yeah. Okay. So. Gotcha. Um, Go for it. What's on your mind? You might have to. Do you have to mute your stream? I don't know if you still have your stream up. Oh, I muted it. Okay. Go for it if you're ready. So first, I initially I wanted to drop a black pill on you, but I thought we have enough negativity in our lives already. Sure. So I just thought I'd say hi and thanks for doing the show, sure. which is so cool. And well, thanks uh, for supporting show, it. We appreciate it. The show, but the whole community, you know, uh, it's not only a couple of hundred or two thousand people gathering each week to to watch the show. It's also you know the memes. And uh, the the meetups, not only in the U.S. but possibly around the world. When I look at the list, yeah, I so can't. The list is up over five hundred people now. I, I'm I'm very humbled by that. And the it, list has five hundred people. More than five hundred now. Yeah. Oh my god, it's pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. So the community aspect of this is uh, is really understated, and um, and yeah, I couldn't I couldn't be more proud of our audience and the community and and all the friendships. Since, I mean. Really proud of it, yeah. It it uh it does it does bring a little tear to my eye, and I know blondes too. When I think about friendships and even romantic relationships that have been established through yeah. this show, it's very cool, and um it's just kind of a secondary effect. Like I never thought that that was going to happen when we started making this stupid stream like three years ago. I never expected that, and it's and it's not just it, it's changed my life too. It's absolutely changed my life for the better, and to know that it has helped other people in, you know, and change the course of their lives maybe a little bit too is, uh, is really cool to think about. Yeah. And I watched episode zero the other day. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, I just wanted to see every now and then too, just for laughs. <laughs> because we make like little incremental changes and I just wanted yeah. to see how different it was, but like we're both visibly nervous and yeah. our interactions are weird. And yeah, we didn't have that, that, uh, I don't know. We didn't have that chemistry yet. Yeah. Or maybe we weren't jaded yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you for saying all that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. So um, final thought, subscribe to PewDiePie if you haven't already. Of course. And <laughs> see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Tails or Marie. Tails just got bumped Hello. out. Uh, Marie, go for it if you're ready. Hi. Hi. Um, I um, have called him before. I sent you guys sure. the thing about them. Uh, arming schools with rocks a while oh back. i remember yeah <laughs> um but funny story i've been uh slowly just red pilling my husband like it's interesting it's interesting dynamic funny. yeah usually oh, it's yeah. the other way around <laughs> yeah i know it's funny because you guys mentioned that a lot and it's been the complete opposite in our situation but yeah how's it coming to me constantly and he's like have you seen this have you seen that and it, it's just it's hilarious so yeah yeah um, you guys have helped me definitely kind of point out some things. He definitely likes a lot of Matt's videos and um, hmm. Matt makes a lot of really great points to show to people who are kind of on the fence and you know what I mean? That's, He's so a good really gateway to, to the Nazi party. He'll <laughs> be the, marching yeah. around in an SS uniform. Although I don't get the Jared Holt credit. I don't get the gateway to hate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, acknowledge you really bad. are. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. just yeah. says everything that everyone wants to say, but it can't say out loud. You know? Yeah. But I'm willing to ruin my <laughs> reputation. So 
Yeah. I'll take one for the team. I'll uh, let you guys go, but I have a, sure. a funny story next time about okay. um, I am a hairdresser and I do have a, a trans client. So it's a little, oh. definitely a little interesting. Does that violate any ethics rules for you to <laughs> dish some dirt on that? Or is is there? Client? I don't think hairdressers have to abide by HIPAA laws. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. We're technically, I mean, people call us therapists, but I don't yeah. really see it that way. It's just kind of a, it's an awkward situation for everybody, but. Huh. Why I'm does does she want you to <laughs> trim his pubes or something? No, thankfully that's not a thing. But okay. uh, eyebrows <laughs> definitely are. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And thanks right. for the thanks. story, and and good luck with your husband. I'm glad to hear it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Tails apparently got booted. I'll try it once more. Tails, uh, is it is it working now? Yes. If y'all can hear me. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm the last one, but I think you skipped over Tanner or something. And I guess. Uh, I I'm uh, I can circle back to Tanner. Let me see. Okay. Maybe I missed him earlier, or maybe you brought him in and he got booted. But yeah, we can uh, we can get back to Tanner after this. Okay. Yeah. No, I just wanted to let y'all know. Um, sure. I guess quick question. I know y'all cover a lot of the hoax hate, and I'm a big fan of that. I was mm-hmm. wondering though, would y'all be open or wanting to cover any hoax hate from the right? Yeah. uh where if i see it sure uh okay. i remember i remember one case do you remember way back at the start of the show where we had um gosh what was her name she was president of like the college republicans at uc irvine and she wrote a whole story about how this kid had basically faked being attacked or something for being a trump supporter but that's i remember that case was, was pretty it high. ariana rollins that's right that's that's yeah that's her name we had her on the show. Well, I was yeah. just going to say, I, I sent y'all an email a couple weeks back about a hoax hate that Joe Rogan was talking to Barry Weiss about on his podcast, hmm. and Sam Cedar checked, like, fact-checked him on it. So if y'all wanted to give it a once-over, talk about it. What, what's, the, what's the gist of the story? What happened? Uh, it was something like, supposedly some Antifa person put up a sign saying, like, you know, if you're dating white people, that's not okay, something, something. Mm-hmm. Basically, white genocide is amazing. Um something to that effect and apparently he was talking about like you know this is what antifa is like and then sam cedar uh, said if you just look on obviously snopes is biased and stuff but you know it turns out that it was only one sign and there was no evidence beyond it so it was looking like a hoax generally the criteria y'all seem to give for left-wing hoax like very little evidence that it was something actually big and widespread but it, it was never it's it's still unknown who did it it was never yeah, confirmed. Supposedly mm-hmm. it was from the local Antifa, but the local Antifa said they didn't do it and they disassociated or whatever. So hmm. it, I sent an email to y'all. It says right wing hoax hate, I guess. And if sure. I wanted to, that's there. And then uh, I just wanted to say for the morality from logic thing, it sounds like uh, the people that were asking about that, they're basically, I don't know if they haven't seen it, but the JBP versus Sam Harris debates, that's basically what they were trying to do. Can you strictly get morality from like, objective reason and science and logic versus Mm. not and i think having seen those it seems to me you kind of have to start at bottom with faith because you can't objectively say that pleasure is better than pain or living is better than dying so you Mm. have to start with like a pragmatic faith at the beginning and then you can kind of logic your way from there I've given listening to those two a shot. The first time, the first time uh, Jordan Peterson was on Sam Harris's podcast was a rough one, and I sort of I tapped out then, kind of. And I know they went back and kind of improved from there. But man, yeah. was that like? Yeah, no, the podcasts were kind of semi-atrocious. Though I actually enjoyed yeah. 
his definition of truth once I finally understood what he was talking about, which kind of yeah. actually brought me around to his way of thinking, JBP's um, yeah. more than St. Louis's. But the debates they actually had, like live on stage with um, Brett Weinstein two times in Vancouver and Douglas Murray in like London and Dublin, those were the ones where they really kind of hammer it out a little bit as far as that. So, hmm. All right. Well, thanks, man. No problem. Oh, and real quick, um, 1791L. Uh, uh-huh. He did two videos recently, one about AOC and Trump both using the same techniques that might be worth checking out, and uh-huh. another one about Tucker Carlson versus Ben Shapiro as far as where populism is going to go. And I think yeah. AOC might try to take the Tucker Carlson right from the right. Oof, uh, good luck. That'll be, I'll be interesting to see if she can do that. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Something, something going on? Do you need to step away? I can take a call. No, it's fine. Okay. I have my gun. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tanner will get last call. Tanner, uh, go for it if you're ready. Oh, hey. What's on your mind? Um, I wanted to share a gross medical story. With you. Oh, Ooh. sure. We'll close with that tonight. Okay. All right. So it was, it was fourth or fifth grade. The water heater broke, which meant that we were taking baths. Uh, and there was one person who would be the runner who would boil water on the stove and run it up to the bath and dump it in the bathtub for whoever is bathing, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't have too much money back then. But anyways, uh, I was in the bath, and I was under the water, you know, washing the shampoo out of my hair, and I feel this burn, this sting on my leg, <laughs> and my older brother had poured boiling water on my leg. Boiling? Uh, boiling well i mean it probably wasn't boiling by the time it got up there but yeah it was definitely very hot right yeah um so we went to the hospital super red they said yeah it's a second degree burn and it was like all of the right side of my my right calf right Mm -hmm. uh put this cream on it wrap it in ace bandage you'll be fine after a few days it started to blister obviously Mm -hmm. um and i just had this itch one day so i just went to scratch it and as i scratched i just popped like a line of blisters with and just so much skin just got dragged underneath my fingernails it was really gross so i decided just to let it go and not touch it again even no matter how much it itched (laughs) um and then like a week or two later the blisters i don't know if you've ever been burned before but the, the the blisters kind of sort of converge into one Okay. And there were a few competing blisters on which one was going to be the biggest, but eventually <laughs> they all just they all just became one big blister, like uh, probably the size of a football. And uh, it was really saggy calf? at this point. Yeah, it was really saggy at this point too uh, because it was old, right? So I've just got like this – it wasn't like as thick as a football, but like the area is football area. But anyways, there's probably a cup of water just swashing around in this blister. And, Ugh. and one day I just like, oh, I'm in God. class and I just scratch it with my foot in, in class. Yeah. You didn't have it wrapped up or anything. It was just, it, it was wrapped up. It oh. was wrapped up. And, and so underneath my pants was the wrap and then the blister. And I just like scratched it with my foot and then water just ran down my leg. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh so that's, that's gnarly. I mean, there's no beating ingrown asshole hair. <laughs> yeah, I got beat by that a little bit, but but no, uh, nobody can thought, compete with that. that. Yeah, the NFL screwed SpongeBob fans more than the blacks. That's all. What? I, so I didn't watch the halftime show, but there was a explain it to me. There was just a like a momentary right. SpongeBob homage from Maroon Five. One or something. of the best episodes of SpongeBob is when they played the Bubble Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick asks if mayonnaise is an instrument. It's hilarious. 
and they come out to triumphantly play and it's beautiful. Steven Hillenburg died last year. Big petition to, I think, to get them to play at the NFL, millions of signatures. And then Maroon 5 puts out this promotional video for the halftime show and they flash a SpongeBob thing in it and that's it. So obviously everyone's imaginations are running wild. Like, oh my gosh, they're actually going to play the song and it's going to be amazing. But then yeah. all they did was just had Squidward introduce some shitty ass rapper Oh. And then that was it. And it would have been better if they just didn't even bring it up. And yeah. I'm, I'm still mad about it. I'll never watch a game of football again in my life. Fair enough. All right. Adam Levine's All right, thanks, guys. nipples. Thanks for the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, well, we got to get to... Um... <laughs> Gay! the uh the questions uh well that'll be that'll be it for calls i should say and thanks for everybody's patience uh hanging out tonight uh and if you're having trouble getting into the call in room into the live room you can send us a question uh and contribute to the show that way it's beauty in the beta at gmail.com put college a question in the subject line we'll hop into those now and circle back with uh with super chat to close the show so molly cheated and sent us two but i figure we'll be nice since i don't think we have a ton of questions tonight right so we'll do two from Molly. First one is snapshot decision. I know many things can change between now and then, but who at this moment do you think has the best chance of becoming the Democrats nominee? As a fun comparison, I asked Brett Weinstein and Dave Rubin the same question in person. And Weinstein said, not sure, but he didn't expect the Dems to get it together and pick someone good. And Rubin said basically the same, but also his gut instinct would be Sanders. My money's on Biden, if I'm betting. Yeah, I think Kamala Harris. Ooh, Really? Yeah. Hmm. Because of the intersectionality angle or what what do you think her appeal is? Yeah. She's got that Barack Obama, like a touch of black thing going. (laughs) And so I think that that's going to work for her. And then I know they want to get a woman in. Elizabeth Warren is out. What about her tough on crime bit in California? You think that's going to come back to punish her? She was kind of a, she, she was a little bit ruthless as AG going after criminals, but you know, that's unpopular in the democratic party. Yeah, she's got the black thing, though. It, it gives mm. you an impervious cloak because she can just tell people they're being racist. I wonder, uh, real quick, before we hop into the next question. Actually, you want to read Molly's next question? I'm just going to look at the odds. Sure. So kind of an interesting update in the RGB. RB, RB, oh, my God. I'm yeah. Is secretly dead conspiracy. A couple new orgs, including CNN, WAPO, HuffPo, ran a story that Ginsburg was spotted in her first public appearance uh, in a while, the night of Monday the 4th at a concert dedicated to her called Notorious RBG and Song. Only catch, no one has any pictures of her there. And yeah. the theater made no announcement about her being there. An unlisted live stream of the show contains zero evidence to suggest that she was ever there. That's because she did. Yeah. What are the odds this was com- a completely made up story to get ahead of the fact that she still wouldn't be making a public appearance at the State of the Union despite the rumor mill swirling around her? Whether she is or is not currently dead, do you think Trump is guaranteed another SCOTUS pick at this point or that Dems will prolong this enough that they too can invoke the Biden rule? I think that he's got it. Honestly, I think she's dead or like she's comatose and her aides are doing all the the work. With every day that goes on, I'm more warm to conspiracy theories about this kind of thing but especially i i'll be honest i saw these stories circulating and i thought none of it i thought okay well i guess we start the new counter i was i was joking about having that counter on the show 30 days since rbg last seen alive and then i saw the article headlines and thought okay all right i guess she's alive admittedly i did not look at these articles and i did not see an image so I just took it for granted i shouldn't have done that because now that i poke around i don't see an image and if anyone has it 
please send it my way because I'd like to take off my tinfoil hat on these things. But the more that this goes on and the more that stories like this come out where it's like, guys, she's fine, but also we don't have any pictures or any evidence that she's fine. But don't worry, she's fine, especially the timing of this. I think Molly's right. It's hard to ignore the fact that these stories just happen to be published Mm -hmm. uh, to preempt the obvious story that was going to come out, RBG not at State of the Union. Yeah. Seems odd. That said, anyone if anyone has any evidence of her life, please send it my way. I want to see this. <laughs> uh, just to uh, update on the um, the odds, so current front runner according to all the, uh, the the an aggregation of all the bookies allowing bets on the Democratic nominee, uh, Kamal Harris is one. Beto is number two currently, and Joe Biden is third. Amy Klobuchar is now fourth. Who? The senator from Minnesota. That's the exact answer. Yeah. Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota. Who? Bernie uh, is down at fifth and Elizabeth Warren is sixth. So there's kind of a, your top your top few. They have uh, Tulsi Gabbard all the way down below Gillibrand and Sherrod Brown, who isn't even declared. Cory Booker is just edging out Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Good God. That's pretty bad. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh is this just anonymous? Anon? I don't know. Yeah. How do we reach a point where we have an honest discussion based on numbers about guns? The left frequently uses uh, pointed words like common sense, but then immediately propose absurd legislation like 50% ammo taxes or regulations uh, that are anything but. Nothing is based on fact. Furthermore, it seems to me like we frequently hear anti-gun rhetoric and policy from the left and absolute radio silence on the subject from the right. Why doesn't the right fight back? Um, as someone who is... you know, who's more interested in the right to self-defense and the second amendment over time. I do find it increasingly disappointing that it's always a, that that the, that the pro second amendment, whether you consider them right wing or not, people who are pro second amendment, were always on the defensive. It's never on the offensive. That said, it might be changing. The gun owners of America is now challenging the NFA, Mm -hmm. the law that governs, um, you know, machine guns, short barreled rifles, short barreled shotguns, suppressors, all those things. We might actually get some challenge on these on the constitutionality of these laws, and maybe for the first time in decades, we might actually see some rollback of at least federal firearm regulations, which would be fantastic. I guarantee you, delete every fi- federal firearm law on the books right now, zero impact on, on violence and specifically gun violence in this country. Oh, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but to the point on argumentation, uh, I, I don't necessarily treat guns differently than anything else. If someone has a firm anti-gun opinion, I, I kind of like to just ask some questions and figure out what's at the what's fo- what's at the basis of those opinions. More often than not, I hate that this is the case, but more often than not, it, it, there is a lack of information. People who don't understand guns or the laws that govern them. If you can help them realize they don't, they may not actually know that much about what they're talking about without saying to them you don't know what you're talking right. about. That's usually helpful. The other thing about the second amendment though, that I find helpful, if you have someone who just kind of even irrationally hates guns, just has a fear of guns, consider the second amendment um, as a part of the bill of rights. That's what it is. It's, it's just as important as the first, the fourth, the fifth, any of them. And I, sometimes I have a little bit of success by saying, listen, if you allow this kind of creeping 
destruction, this creeping, chipping away at this constitutional right. There's nothing to protect the same sort of, sort of erosion of your First Amendment rights, your Fourth Amendment rights, your Fifth Amendment rights, whatever. And sometimes that's a little successful, but sometimes they just go, okay, well, we should just repeal the second. I go, well, at, yeah, least, you're, right. at least you're honest then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is from Chris M. Hey, faggots, regarding the Sunday infanticide special. <laughs> I'm barely pro-choice as there, as there are scenarios that, under, that I understand abortion being an option that is not completely immoral. I'm also of the opinion that people have a certain right to choose their own road to hell. Lately, when I have someone ask me about my stance on a woman's right to choose, I have started by asking for clarification. Do you mean a woman's right to choose to murder her unborn child, or do you mean a woman's right to choose to force others to finance the murder of said child? Usually it sounds like they are asking the first, but use your answer for the second. My question is, how fast do you think abortion rates would drop if they were not covered by, by tax funds? Um, I don't know. I don't know I if that would matter too much. I was interested in the premise because strictly speaking, federal federal funds cannot fund abortion, at least in like, you know, option, the optional sense. But I was curious about what the reality is. So I found a Forbes analysis from 2015 that says taxpayers subsidize roughly 24% of all abortion costs in the U.S. And this is the equivalent to taxpayers paying the full cost of 200, 200. God, I have to look at this. I have to triple check this to make sure I'm reading it correctly. The equivalent of, of taxpayers paying the full cost of 250,000 abortions a year with about 70,000 financed by federal taxpayers. So most of this is actually happening at the state level uh, as opposed to the federal level. But uh, and, and this analysis is pretty good. It goes through explaining why there's a lot of indirect uh, support for abortion procedures uh, at the state or federal level. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess... In a perfect world, I would, I wish we could at least agree on that. Like, my God, the, the moral question of abortion aside, can we at least agree that I shouldn't have to pay for yours? For real. But we're we're apparently not even as clear on that question as I thought we were. Um, I don't know. How do you think abortion rates would drop if they were not covered by tax funds? I guess the question is, would the women seeking those abortions not do them if they were, in theory, less safe? No, I don't know. I think they would still do them. Um, okay, here's a better question. I'm going to improve your question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris. Chris, yeah. yeah. How fast would abortion rates drop if they found out that there was some sort of gay gene that you could screen for? If you could find out that your child was likely to be a homosexual doing some kind of genetic testing, don't you think the left would just change their mind entirely about abortion? As in because they want to have gay babies or something? Well, because they, you... they would say it was a discrimination issue to oh, abort. Oh, I to see. Abort. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, Not yeah, that I, I think that's likely. I think a lot of it's environmental. But in that hypothetical situation. I guess I, I, you know, I don't have a great answer for this question. I just have to think what's the primary driver behind this. Is it financial convenience or is it just a cultural disregard for life? And if it's just a cultural disregard for life, then I'm not sure financial convenience matters all that much. If yeah. it's financial convenience, then maybe there's a big point there. But I don't know. It's it's like it's it's like I've been saying on this issue as my perspective has been developing the whole time. The law aside, what matters more fundamentally is a culture that doesn't celebrate this as a cool thing to do, Michelle Wolf style. 
that's the real problem is, is somehow we've gotten away from a society that frowns upon this, that rightfully stigmatizes it. You know? Yeah. I only point that out because there's philosophical inconsistency with the abortion argument on the left. I mean, they, hmm. they also have to realize that they're creating a society that will allow sex selective abortions. Like feminists are doing this. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So you basically have what's going on in China or what has happened in China. Right. I mean, people aren't doing it. I don't think that sex selection abortions are very common, but, um, you know, if, if we're going to have a society where it's just a cluster of cells and that's how it's understood. What point in the pregnancy do you learn the, what's the earliest point you can learn the gender of your baby? Oh, I think it's pretty early. I think it's really like, before 24 weeks. Yeah. So it'd be before third trimester for sure. Yeah. So at that point in a lot of States, uh, well, no, you, at that point, you have a constitutionally protected right to have a purely elective, I don't want a boy abortion or I don't want a girl yeah, abortion. Yeah, and what about New York? It's like, I found out that my child was a boy. I don't want to raise a boy, kill him after the birth because it yeah. makes me depressed. Well, the, the child I don't would want be to raise him in, in Virginia. toxic masculinity. Yeah, we'll keep him comfortable. <laughs> All right, thanks for the uh, question, Chris. Sorry we didn't have a great answer for you, but thanks for the thought. Um, Am I up next? And did, uh, did you read the last one? Yeah. Andre says TLDR and a question to both of you. People are making the case for a monarch to be a better ruler than a democratic system. I tend to agree that it is easier to make complicated decisions when a person has the power to do so. Aren't you awfully, uh, awfully exposed to that person to be as morally sound as you hope them to be? What is your take on the idea of having a monarch? Do I miss something or is a monarchy to be dependent on the monarch uh, himself? Do you want to take that one first or I'll take it? Sure. I mean, I think people know that I have lost my faith in democracy because if you have a welfare dependent population, the people are always going to vote with the interest of their finances. And inevitably there's going to be erosion of national sovereignty. Um, so I think that, you know, we, there have been centuries and centuries of stable, benevolent monarchies, uh, but you are highly dependent on the whims of the monarch. That being said, from a historical perspective, with the downfall of the world's greatest democracy happening in probably less than 300 to 400 years total, there have been much longer than possibly superior periods of stability under benevolent monarchies hmm. uh i just want power decentralized to the maximum yeah, extent yeah. like i'm not even saying like honestly you think about functioning families they're almost a monarch of sorts you know what i mean like you have uh, traditionally you have like an authoritative male head of household who basically calls the shots that said it functions pretty well because power is decentralized and yeah but uh, what if the populace is stupid or indoctrinated. Well, <laughs> uh, if power is decentralized, then indoctrina indoctrination doesn't necessarily matter. What what the problem is is when you lose uh, or lack respect for individual rights, because that's where de uh, a democratic system, the faults of it, really become exposed. And that's why the founders of this country were rightfully fearful of a pure democracy. It becomes exactly what you're describing: two wolves and a, and a lamb uh, vote for what's for dinner, as yeah, your brother we, described to me. How did we avoid this? You have to you have to do a better job, I suppose, of articulating the purpose for government and the rights of the individual. And it's to it's to protect individual rights, not take people's stuff and give it. But to constitutional you. republic that, sort of that was that was the intention. 
to override the 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 democratic tendencies that yeah. that erode sovereignty. So how how can they take how can they safeguard that? How can we do that in a future society? Maybe it would have taken a a better articulation in our founding documents itself that like. Uh, and I don't even know that they did a poor job writing it, but it seems that it's been poorly understood over time. It's like, listen, here's what the federal government does, and that's it. The rest of it is up to you at the local and state level. Do yeah. do what you want. You know, I don't care if you want to have basically a monarchy of sorts or like ex- a lot of executive power in Nebraska, per se. Uh, but I want power decentralized, and and I think that's what leads to functioning societies, particularly in us in a country as big as ours like i, I don't think that you're going to have like a, a benevolent monarch take over the united states and be successful there's just too many it's it there's too many fractured groups within our country yeah. for everyone to be like everyone to be happy under that arrangement you know we would have to have a you know society fall and rebuild something it, it wouldn't be like replacing the present government that's not yeah. that's not in our future mm. um you read that one right yes um sleuthing sloth after the news this week about the late-term abortion bill in Virginia, I find myself disgusted and upset by the lack of morality in some individuals. Mm. I used to consider myself pro-choice, but the more I hear about this, I am turning pro-life. Here, here. I am struggling with the question of termination as to whether it is moral in certain circumstances. My question is, how do I balance my own principles to come to a decision on this topic? I have been in that exact same situation, and I'll tell you what statistic turned me around. I did a video on this. 98.3% of abortions are elective for some reason or another. It's usually a financial situation. Um, Only 1.7% of all abortions on an annual basis are for the health of the mother, are for fetal abnormalities, are for rape, or are for incest. Um, And even in those cases, uh, uh, that's not the fetus's fault. You have a separate genetic entity that is growing within you that could be viable after a certain period. Um, the vast, vast majority of these are because of irresponsible sexual decisions. I just, I can't make a rule because of the tiny minority that is the exception. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if, if you're asking these questions, you probably know the answer. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, uh, I've, I've not heard those statistics, but I, I generally would be inclined to believe it. I, I, so I don't have any dispute with what you're saying there. Um, I'd have to know more about what sleuthing sloth's principles are when, when she asks, uh, how do I balance my own principles to come to a decision? I, I guess I'm unclear about what the principles at stake. Well, I mean, people, I don't want to extrapolate, but people that are yeah. pro-choice when I was pro-choice, I was thinking like, what about cases of rape? There's no consent with the woman. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about that tiny minority, but I didn't yeah. think it was so few in, in terms of the total number. Well, of and that's, that's the irony is, uh, it, for a lot of these people, you could say, okay, we're going to write a law that says, um, no elective abortions. You, here's exceptions for, um, for rape, incest, uh, fetal non-viability and life endangerment of the mother that cover basically a, an umbrella clause that covers the 1.7% that you just described. They wouldn't be happy with that law. No. They'd say unacceptable. Right. Yeah. And you, that's how you know that, that that's not really what they care about. Right. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for the thoughts. Uh, and that's oh, it. Let's do the super chat. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I can grab uh, Streamlabs here and then we'll close out with super chats. It's been such a heavy few weeks, guys. I know. Actually, it's we're good over thing. on Streamlabs. And yeah, it's, uh, 
Well, that's the other tinfoil, too. Is this Virginia governor stuff just... <laughs> was this all thrown into the mix, all this blackface stuff, to cover for the abortion controversy? They've gone too far. Starscream1540, what do you guys think about the Gamergate supporter Mercedes Carrera being arrested for child molestation, drugs, and guns? Really? Hadn't heard. That's news to me. I remember seeing her on Gavin McInnes. That's right. Yeah, didn't you... Uh... I was in I, a, I th- an episode with her once. Yeah, didn't you want to have her on the show at one point? I remember we floated the idea. Really? Maybe. This was like a long time ago. They say, yeah, okay, I'm looking at the, the articles. What's the TLD? Police say that, she, that she's, she and her producer, her producer boyfriend sexually abused a child. Ugh. They pleaded not guilty Wednesday to eight counts of sexually abusing a child younger than 10 years old in a case the lead detective called sickening. Uh, I'd have to scroll through here to find more details. Yikes. Uh, inappropriate touching, oral copulation, and digital penetration. What is digital penetration? That's what the article in the New York Daily News says. What? What are you, what are you gesturing at me? You're, you're oh, digital. Ah, <laughs> those kinds of digits. I'm thinking like computer. <laughs> yes, it's when you stick a computer keyboard in the <laughs> vagina of a child. That's... Exactly. It's a, it's a phone, phone thing. <laughs> Digital penetration. Wow. I, I, Around not, 8 o'clock, our show always goes to shit no term, matter what we do. I hate to be laughing in the context of child abuse, which is what's happening right now, but I've not thought of the term digital as applying to your hand, to your fingers uh, in ever, really. Oh, geez. Well, I didn't know yeah. anything about this, so I can't even, I can't opine. Well, new, there you go. There's your news. Um, Carnarvon, my daughter lives in Alberta. You know Montanans, Montana's hat. Um, so I worry that Blonde's catapult will be launching Mexicans into Canada. Please reassure me. No, no. We only launch Mexicans back into Mexico. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, do you care if you catapult them into Canada? Yeah. Here's my phone. Is it your hot woman? Yeah, she's texting me from the other room. God, I like her so much more <laughs> than I like you. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, look what's happened. <laughs> I know. Tanner Wilcox said, hey, you skipped me. Do we ever get back to him? No, we did. Yeah, Tanner got last call. He had the medical oh, okay. story. Yeah. Gross, Tanner. Uh, Thomas B., since the demo rats are now the party of infanticide, human trafficking, and communism, is it safe to say that they are a collection of sociopaths? I'd honestly rather fight them on a battlef- battlefield than share a country with them. Yeah, I, I think so. And, like, the more I reflect on our situation it this seems like a fight between good and evil Hmm. that's just what it's starting to feel like like this infanticide thing i'm like this is satanic this is satanic yeah yeah it it is weird to watch um rocky desert flower would you would either of you two run for anything no i have nuked my chances of ever doing that i've said way too much stuff in a public they would be able to nuke me on like a, a, a th- in a thousand ways just so much stuff it might be kind of fun from an entertainment perspective like i'm not i'm not confident i could even win like a city council seat if i tried but i would like to see what sort of dirt they throw at me because you know they're just going to comb through my entire youtube channel like a political opponent and just try to toss it at me which is kind of funny because it's like yeah it's all out there public i'm not hiding it yeah they'd get uh, me on that tweet that Spinosaurus freaked out about? Oh, yeah, of course. Of the, tweet, course. the tweet fiasco of 2017. 17. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. 
Uh, James Bercy, Matt, the Bigfoot pederast was a callback to your video yesterday. Blonde, if not pregnant, did you get a Shapiro special, a.k.a. third trimester abortion? Um, I got a seventh trimester abortion. That's what happened. Uh the Bigfoot, what was your video about yesterday? Oh, I made a reference. Uh, in the video today, I was talking about the Virginia governor scandal and which twists or turns it might go to. And I said my money's on Bigfoot or pedophilia getting into the mix or maybe <gasps> a Bigfoot pedophile because the story ah. is that crazy. But yeah. Ah, um, Alexander Romeo, no homo, but penis is the way of the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I, I agree. It. I agree with that. Dangerous Depends spaces. on your perspective. Matt, were you always unresponsive to emotional appeals or has that been a result of your working on this show for the last couple of days? Uh, it's, um, I'm sure in my younger days, I would have been more responsive to them. Yeah. Uh, these days I'm not. But talk to me when I'm 20. I bet it's different. Yeah. He had all the feels back then. Yeah. And he'd help carry your books and then not bang you later. Yep, exactly. PG. Cheers, guys. If you plan on doing any interviews for a future show, Mr. Reagan, a YouTuber, could be a good guest for some dialogue. Thank you for the suggestion. Um, Eric Marley. I believe Molly has pointed out that 10% of Americans have an IQ below 85, where even the army won't take you. They will these days. Um, mm. Do you think the free market can find work for these people, or is government needed? Um, yeah, I don't see why somebody of a low IQ can't do things like manual labor. Not that I'm shitting on manual labor. That it's a, that's a hard yeah. job. I guess I'd, I'd have to know what the limitations, I don't know what the limitations are. Does that mean you literally can't do any job productively or does it mean that? No, like, you're, you're not dealing with like real problems until you're below 70. Mm -hmm. Like that's when your testimony is inadmissible. Unless you're an, an aboriginal, which the average IQ is like 64. Hmm. Uh, let's, take the, let's take the premise, though, that, these, that there does exist a percent of society that cannot function productively economically. Uh, yeah, I agree that society, it, it'd be good if society takes care of them. I don't necessarily agree that the federal government is the best way to handle that. Uh, People but, act like if the federal government doesn't take care of our poor or stupid that nobody will. We used to have entire systems where private charities took care of people. Yeah. And, and then and I, we had a shame-based society and things were better. So, uh, um, Bring back shame. Blonde <laughs> 2040 or whenever it'll be. Nope, never. Yeah. Blonde, well, never. Blonde's puppet male candidate 2040. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I should send my brother out there. I'd vote for your, bro your brother for sure. Yeah. In a second. Uh, chicken fried monkey. What would I do without y'all show? She's got great hair too. Um, open fire with my Southern girl arsenal. Come see me in Kentucky for some old fashioned fried chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans, corn on the cob and homemade biscuits. Seriously. If you get Sounds to Kentucky, awesome. come see me. Adore y'all. We adore you. Chicken. Fried I don't think monkey. I've ever been to Kentucky. You neither. Yeah. Can't say I have, but I'll keep it in mind. Appreciate it. John McGee, serious question. What other organization, nonprofits get federal funding like Planned Parenthood who gets anywhere near as much as them? You would be shocked. All sorts of organizations get federal mon federal funding. Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't be a thing. These things should be voluntary. I know voluntary support. Um, John Riley says thoughts on about Kyle Kalinsky of Secular Talk. I have no thoughts about Kyle. Kalinsky. I don't know. I I mean, a lot of people have recommended him as a as a fair person on the left, a reasonable person on the left, and people I consider you know to be honest, people have told that to me. So I I should check it out. The only experience I've had was him talking about Kavanaugh with Rogan. And that's like one of the worst segments I've ever seen. I hated everything yeah. about that segment. I, I, I don't know if they were lying or just ill-informed. Yeah. But 
maybe it's, but that's such a brief segment that I don't feel it's fair for me to have a, an opinion of him in totality on that. That's just the only thing I've ever sat down and watched. Taker 610, how long until government Northam approves the use of unwanted babies for the use in pagan human sacrifice? Rituals <laughs> got to be progressive. Yeah. C7 stuff. I first ask anyone asking me if I'm pro-life, pro-choice, if, is, if. Uh, if I punch a pregnant woman hard enough in the stomach that it terminated her pregnancy, should I be charged with assault, with assault or murder? Yeah, New York had to change the law. So, mm. um, Keaton Matthews, YouTube video to close start at one nineteen, please, and then it has a link. Six A Z D B I X YouTube URL. Yeah, we can't take YouTube URLs, unfortunately. Hates linking videos, but you can yeah. email it to me. Um, thank you, Keaton. Let me reload this, make sure that we are good. But I think we are. And I can see who's in my house. Yeah, robbing you, you right now. <laughs> yeah, not much to take. All right, we good? Yep. All right, let's get out of here. Um, man, so we'll recap all of this. Whatever's going on with the Virginia governor's scandal, we'll talk, I'm sure, about the State of the Union. I loved when Trump talked socialism and it just zoomed in on Bernie. You'll have to see that clip if you missed it. And then, um, of course, Elizabeth Warren. I can't wait to see how she responds to this whole scenario after her foolish move in October of making her stupid video about how she's actually an Indian and now she has to walk it back. Fascinating to watch. All right. Thanks everyone. Have a good night.